Welcome back, everyone. It is episode number 65 of Thirst and Goal. Mia and Ben are once again separated by about five miles. We are in self-quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Self-imposed you know, podcast quarantine. Uh, although, although, Ben, you did stop by today. That's true. That's uh, true. And we were we, we we actually we actually stood at least six feet apart. We socially distanced ourselves in the front but yard. Ben and I will be drinking the same beverage of the night tonight. And thank you so very much for stopping by, Ben. It was good seeing you in person. Yeah, I mean, I was I was getting I needed my Friday fix today. Um, <laughs> you know, we're uh, we're you know we we apologize again, just like we did last week. You know, the audio quality won't be you know what you're used to exactly. Um, but it doesn't make much sense for us to buy, you know, a, a whole a whole setup for Franny to have at his house and a whole setup to, for us to have over here. So we are making do. Uh, Franny has a, you know, a, a cutout of a bottle hanging around his neck right now to funnel the sound down to his, you know, we ordered a um, uh, a condenser microphone that he can wear on his lapel. So, but he's also listening to me on his phone. So there may be a little bit of feedback <laughs> as we go through I, the I show. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, that's that's exactly why I have, yeah. uh, you know, this, this piece of plastic uh, around the mic because I don't want to hear, I don't want the listeners to hear your voice through your mic and then through my mic, uh, you know, which sort of causes that echo. So hopefully that doesn't happen. That's why I have the volume turned down on my phone. You know, earlier, we, I mean, me and Ben were playing. Uh, with the connection, I was trying to use some headphones, but it's just not the same when we're not together in the same canopy studio outdoors yeah. like we are every Saturday night. But in Franny's defense, he is, in fact, outside in the garage. So there is no heat out there. <laughs> and it is a little bit chilly this evening here in Southern California. It's going to get down into the 40s, I think, before the night's out. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're, we're doing our best here, folks, to get you through this while while the coronavirus uh, finds its way or meanders its way through the country. I uh, just thought it would be better to be safe than sorry and follow our local government officials' guidance to not be in the same room for hours on end. And we typically are in the same room for hours on end uh, on Saturday nights. Uh, so, Franny, how are you doing and what are you drinking over there? Uh, well, tonight, Ben, uh, well, I'm, I'm good. Thank you for, for asking. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Well, you have the fire burning, though. I do. I'm not there. Do you I do. The I do. Oh, you still have the fire burning. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. And yeah, so tonight I'm drinking the Jack and Coke once again. I just killed the bottle of Jack last week. I was towards the end, and this is my second glass tonight, so I've killed the bottle of Jack. I'll have to find something else to drink throughout the podcast. I'm thinking... I'm going to grab some Glenn Livet 15. Ooh, you still have some in the house, right? A little bit. I might kill that bottle too. I oh. mean, there's nothing else to do. I mean, there, I mean, last night, you know, it was, it, it's Friday night. I mean, there's really nothing to do. I mean, I, I would usually go to the gym on Friday night, but you can't even do that anymore. So I just, you know, I was sipping on Lager Bull in 16 last night. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I, I know there's nothing, but I mean, there's just like nothing else to do. So you might as well just, you know, crack something open and, and sip on something and, you know, sit back and use it as a stress reliever, sort of, with all this craziness going on in the world. Yeah, exactly. Don't turn on CNN. 
uh, if you want to keep in your right mind. And I, uh, I'm i drinking a little bit of the Catacan Creek. Franny brought over, I believe, a Catacan or Catoctin Creek. I think it was a bourbon. I'm not sure if it was a bourbon or a rye. Uh, it might have been a rye. I'm, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was a rye. It's, it's on, uh, on our Instagram and on our Twitter. I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, I remember it being good. But the, yeah, this is Catoctin Creek. It's down in Pierceville, Virginia. I am drinking their Watershed American Gin. I found it uh, today at Total Wine. I thought it was an interesting, interesting gin from this company that we have. Uh, you know, we've sampled some of their browns before, and this is a really interesting, interesting gin. It's got a score of ninety-two uh, gold medals that it's won, uh, and it's a, just an interesting, interesting gin. It's not like anything I've tasted before. Uh, if I were going to rate this gin, Friday, I would probably give it about an eight. It's a really interesting gin. It's a dry American gin, but it's got a lot of flavor profile coming through that I don't typically get from a gin. I mean, it's got a little bit of a juniper in there, but it's a very balanced gin, and uh, I highly recommend it. In the price range, it was about 30 bucks for, for this bottle, and that's pretty good. Yeah, but no rosemary, though. Mm, yeah, well, because you, d- I, I was at your house today, and I forgot... To get the rosemary while I was there, I was just trying to keep my distance. Get Sonya, think about it. Get Sonya's birthday presents and get those home. And uh, you know, I did all the shopping for the family today, so I had many different trips to make uh, up and down the stairs over at over at mom's house to get her some some of her groceries. And then we unpacked our groceries here. But uh, groceries have been a, a bigger expense than normal, I would say, uh, in the last couple of weeks. You know, no no meals out. You know, spent a couple hundred bucks today after spending a couple hundred bucks last weekend. That just seems like a lot of money for for food. It does. I mean, it, the, the, you know, it seems like prices uh, have gone up. I was, uh, you know, at Walmart uh, today, and you see some interesting people at Walmart. Ben. Oh and- yeah, I don't go in there. I don't go in there. <laughs> I, 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 I can't I, do I was it. Only there, you know, to pick up the vanity. Uh, you know, it's not my dad take the vanity. You know, home. Um, but uh, I did see an Eagles fan though. Oh, he you was did. Wearing a beanie. An Eagles beanie, and I said, like, go Eagles. And he turned around and he said, you know, always or whatever. I can't remember. I couldn't really hear, hear what he said. But uh, as as he was walking out, there was this old gentleman um, wearing a, and he was like, he was in, in a motorized scooter, an old gentleman wearing a Dallas Cowboys <laughs> jersey. And I'm watching, I'm watching this Eagles fan walk out, and he looks back at me and just points at, the guy in the motorized scooter and does a thumbs does a thumbs down, thumbs right down. Next to the old gentleman and like shakes his head in disappointment. It wasn't Dak Prescott, was he? Uh, no, he'll be in a scooter by the end of this season. Might have been Aikman. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Friday. What are we going to talk about this week? Tonight, Ben, for episode sixty-five, our second remote episode on the big board. We have, uh, are you going to make a shout out to some listeners, Ben? Uh, I am indeed. I am indeed. All right. Perfect. We have NFL news. We have uh, some shout outs to our fellow podcasters out there and some promos as well. We have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news, Eagles news, Seahawks news, and Steelers news. We have Ben's feel good story every week. He brings us a feel good story from the NFL. And we have our shot of the week. It was Sonia's birthday this week. Yes, indeed. And she will be joining us. She will be joining us on the show also remotely uh, <laughs> inside the house. Yes, exactly. The house <laughs> there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, still going to be separated by a few walls. So <laughs> yeah, she's exactly. going to be joining us 
remotely. She, she's mm-hmm. also, you know, sort of uh, uh, in isolation, even though it's not really isolation. But, you know, in, on the podcast, it will be. Uh, we have our uh, beverage of the night, which is uh, Dickel. <laughs> oh, George I'm Dickel. Sure. George Dickel Rye. George Dickel Rye, which Ben uh, picked up today at uh, his local liquor establishment. And we also have a beer of the night, Ben. That's a local beer. Yes, Santa Monica Brew Works. It's the PCH Gold Porter. So I'm really looking forward to tasting that. It's the yeah, I'm only. Excited. I'm excited. I, I'm, I've, I've, I've really come around to these dark beers. I, I, I'm really enjoying the last few that we've had on the show. Yeah, and I think this might be the first and only uh, full-service brewery in Santa Monica, California. So I'm, I'm actually excited to give it a taste. And the button the, and the cam looks pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll get a picture of that. Franny is our local or our resident photographer. So please bear with us for the next, uh, or at least last week and this week. The photography will not be what you're used to. Although Sonia is doing yeah, and, the, uh, uh, and, and, the, the, the ride picture, which turned out pretty good. It, actually, it was really nice. We'll post that on Instagram and on Twitter and also on the big board. To finish up tonight, we have some housekeeping as well. Um, but, uh, earlier today when Ben was here, um, he did pour a little bit of, uh, the George, uh, Dickel rye into a, a Mason jar that I have right here. So, you know, when, when we do, um, sample, it will be sampling the same thing unlike last week where we sampled, uh, two different beverages. Yes, exactly. All right, Friday. What's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, we're going to thank our new listeners. Yes, thank you all, our new listeners, as well as our longtime listeners. Just wanted to thank some of our international listeners that are new to the show this week. I have a new listener from Switzerland, new listener from Tanzania, Hungary, Norway, Spain, Germany, Serbia in the house, Uganda, Oman, and Luxembourg, just to name a few of some of the new listeners that we have this past week. Uh, we also had some new listeners from the U.S., too many to name, but Littleton, Colorado, the land, Florida, down in the dirty, dirty, St. Charles, Illinois, Kingston, Ontario, up in Canada. Thank you so much, Canada. O.C. or O.C.E.E., Florida, down in the dirty, dirty, Lindenwood, New Jersey, San Diego, California, right down the road here from us, uh, Sugarland, Texas. Hey, thank you, Sugarland, Texas, Grand Forks, North Dakota. Stay safe in North Dakota. Morden, England, another new listener from England. We have a bunch of listeners from England. Uh, Live Oak, California, West Yarmouth, Massachusetts, out on the Cape. Thank you so much for listening to us. Detroit, Michigan, stay safe in Detroit, please, please people. Uh, West Falls, West Falls Church, Virginia, Little Rock, Arkansas, Bill Clinton's hometown, and Brandon, uh, or actually, no. Uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, just to name a few. There are so many, but we just wanted to give a shout out to some of our new listeners. And Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have NFL news. Oh, we do have a little bit of NFL news this week. I mean, last week was amazing. I'm not even sure we got through all of it last week. I was exhausted by the end of that show. There was news upon news upon news. Uh, but we do have a little bit of interesting tidbit from Tom Brady. Tom Brady allegedly had a blow up with Bill Belichick in late 2017 over the quarterback's contract, and it helped precipitate his eventual exit from the New England Patriots and on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The alleged exchange occurred months after the Patriots erased a 25-point de- deficit 
in Super Bowl in the recent Super Bowl in 2017 to defeat the Atlanta Falcons in overtime for their fifth championship. Brady, who had informed the Patriots he wanted to play into his mid-40s, reportedly sought an extension that would allow him to finish his career in England or in New England, and Bill Belichick said, eh, 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 that is not going to happen. Following that meeting, Brady reportedly visited with the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, which is when he felt mixed signals from the team. The future Hall of Famer received a modified contract from the Patriots in August of 2018 that included more incentive opportunities and less guaranteed money. He again led the team to another Super Bowl title in the ensuing season, but the veteran didn't hit on his bonuses. So it looks like there might have been more going on in New England than met the eye, and this may have been a long time coming this Tom Brady exit. And we, I think we saw a little bit of it last season with his attitude in a lot of those games down the stretch. Franny, what do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, it, it, this is like Franny's least no. subject, least interesting yeah. subject for <laughs> Franny. Now we, we, we've been talking about this for, uh, for quite a few uh, weeks now. Uh, with the Tom Brady saga, and I couldn't really hear Ben. Do you have the music playing in the background for this? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't want to mess up our recording. I could definitely put it over Are top we of able it. To do it. Oh yeah, yeah. We could definitely do it over it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess this is But I, you know, I, I think uh, you know the media is really trying uh, to create something out of this that's not that's not really there. You know, I mean, it, it's been a few years now since then. You know, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I think their um, their relationship is is. Um, it's almost like uh, 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 a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend that have been together for such a long time. So if, if they do have, you know, a little argument like that, they get over it eventually. And, uh, you know, that, that that's a few years ago. I, I think this move um, to Tampa Bay doesn't stem from that. I, I, I think it's just, you know, Tom Brady maybe wants to move on. It's still surprising that he's going to Tampa Bay. I mean, if he's going to go anywhere, I would expect him to go to L.A. or even Las Vegas. Uh, but not Tampa Bay. But I don't think the reason he moved out of New England was because of, you know, Bill Belichick. I, I don't think that was the issue. Really? I don't. I don't think so. That's interesting. All right. I mean, I I kind of think that there might have been something brewing uh, longer than we may have anticipated. We, I mean, I saw a little bit of it. Brady was much more animated in terms of his criticism of the team on the field last season, and his 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 just his body language. It looked like he was sort of finishing up his career even down those last few stretch of games. It just didn't look like his heart was in it. It looked like he was a little bit annoyed with the offense. And it may have been, I mean, it may have just, as Franny said, it may just have been the offense. But I, I think there might have been a little something else going on there. Uh, but what do you think, though, Ben? I mean, we talked about it last week. Obviously, there was a ton of moves in free agency uh, in the NFL. Uh, but as far as Tom Brady, I mean, how far do you think he can actually take Tampa Bay? I mean, do you think they have a legitimate chance of going to the Super Bowl? I do. I do. I mean, it, with the offensive weapons that they've got down there, I mean, it's still Tampa. It's much like getting, you know, getting a team over the hump that you don't expect to get over the hump. Uh, it's a little bit difficult for a team that doesn't have a, have a long history of success you know, to, to get over the Super Bowl hump. But, I mean, with the offensive weapons, as you mentioned on prior podcast, you know, with Godwin and the rest of those receivers down there, uh, Mike Evans, uh, the tight end whose name escapes me at the present moment, but the offensive line was improved quite a bit as well. Yeah, I, I mean, offensive line, I, I think they still need some improvement. I think Jameis Winston was sacked more than any other quarterback this year, but that 
you know, also could be because, you know, he was scrambling for no reason. Because he's Jameis Winston? Yes. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, they haven't been, th- I mean, other than Tom Brady, they haven't been that active in free agency. But I mean, I, I actually do think that with Tom Brady behind the helm with Bruce Arians making offensive play calls along with Byron Leftwich, I mean, I think they should be okay. They just, uh, they re-signed. Uh, I'm not even going to try this, but I will try it. And Damakin Su was signed <laughs> again. He he re he re up. I can't never pronounce this guy's name correctly. He re up with a, a one year eight million dollar contract. Uh, you know, but they signed Kevin Minter, uh, a punter as well, and they did pick up they they did pick up Joe Haig. Uh, they did get a little bit of help on the offensive line with a three million three million dollar contract for Joe Haig. But yeah, I, I I do. I mean, I think, I think they've got a chance. I mean, I I would hate, I I mean, I'd hate to say that any team without Tom, with Tom Brady on it doesn't have a chance. So, I mean, I'm going to assume that because he's on the team, they do have a a chance to go far this year. Well, we'll see. We'll see if he can stay healthy. I mean, you know, New England was, was lucky for all those years, except for that one. Um, But we'll see if he's able to stay healthy at his age in Tampa Bay. And uh, and if he doesn't, I mean, Jameis is still there, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we don't, no one knows what's going to happen with with Jameis. I mean, he's essentially he's essentially a free agent as we speak. Uh, they haven't put the franchise tag on him, so it, it's just a question of whether or not they're going to do that. And if they don't, there's going to have to be someone out there that's willing to pay Jameis Winston. I'm surprised someone hasn't made at least some kind of an offer for him, you know, this week or last week even. I mean, maybe, clearly he's maybe. not their starter. Maybe the Steelers, Ben. I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass on Mr. 30, <laughs> 30 and 30. Uh, the last thing we need is another quarterback whipping the ball all over the field with less, <laughs> with, a, with a lower skill level than Ben Roethlisberger. We're putting all our eggs in the Grizzly Adams basket this year. Uh, hopefully he'll come back oh, with a shaved beard. Did you see that video? Yeah, it's pretty, newest, it's pretty the bad. Video? No, no. When was there a new one this past week? I mean, he just, he just, he does not look like a professional athlete. No, he doesn't. He looks like a guy <laughs> who's about to watch some professional athletics from his couch with a bag of Fritos. That's exactly, that's exactly what he looks like, man. So he's making uh, nachos you know, and chili in the kitchen. If he looks like that coming into training camp, whenever training camp begins, who knows? Um, if he looks like that, you might be begging for Jameis. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because we haven't picked up, <laughs> we haven't picked up a backup quarterback yet. Uh, yeah, Cam is out there. I, I'm surprised Cam Newton is still out there. Oh, Cam! Uh, he's. I think he's on the agenda a little bit later. Is he? Is yeah, he? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling, we'll talk about. Uh, that but he, day. yeah, he posted his his ridiculous video this past week. Uh, the typical athlete that gave up the gave they gave up on me, and I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Video he posted this past week. Yeah, uh, he, looked, he looked like he was in good shape, though. He looked ripped. Oh yeah, in that video. I mean, he's always been in good shape. I mean, he was in great shape. You know, when he was in, when, when for, he went at Auburn. Yeah. I mean, for somebody though that hasn't played football in a while, he's still in pretty good shape. Yeah. It's pretty scary. Let's, well, I'm, I'm shocked. You know, who we, you know who we haven't talked about yet, Ben? Who's that? <laughs> Brian Hoyer. Oh, he's coming up. <laughs> well, this isn't it. I mean, I just thought that this was a very Bill Belichick, Bill Belichickian move. Uh, Brian Hoyer, the veteran quarterback, Brian Hoyer was out of work less than a day before the New England Patriots signed him to a one-year contract. Hoyer spent all of 2019 in Indianapolis backing up Jacoby Brissett, 
He started one game for the Colts and completed 35 of 65. Why is he throwing the ball 65 times? On the season with four touchdowns and four interceptions. This signing marks his third stint with the Pats. He initially entered the NFL as an undrafted rookie with the Patriots out of Michigan State in 2009. Stayed there for three years, then returned in 2017 and 2018. Hoyer has not, however, ever started a game for the Patriots. What do you think about the Patriots potentially starting Brian Hoyer at quarterback if Stidham can't give it a go? Uh, Ronnie's just shaking his head over there. It's it's an odd move. I'm not sure exactly what to think about that. I mean, he is a veteran quarterback. Um, but, you know, I think McCown is out there. You know, why, why not give McCown? I mean, he still wants to play. I, I think McCown might be a better quarterback than Brian Hoyer right now if you're looking for a veteran like that. I mean, uh, or, you know, Andy Dalton is still out can, there. In the can you believe line. that? I, I, don't, I don't know why they would choose Brian Hoyer. Maybe because he knows the offense. I mean, it is, you know, his third stint after all with the Patriots. Um, so he's not coming into, uh, you know, a, a brand new playbook. Um, maybe that has some to do with it, but um, I'd, I'd rather have, you know, one of those other guys over Brian Hoyer. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, Ben. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, I think Andy, I mean, there's gotta be something going on with Andy Dalton. I don't know why you wouldn't choose Andy Dalton over Brian Hoyer. I, I don't know how much money Dalton is looking for, uh, but it, it actually shocks me more that somebody hasn't offered Andy Dalton a contract than someone hasn't, you know, offered Jameis Winston or Cam Newton a contract because clearly they're going to want a lot of money. But you think you'd be able to get Dalton, you know, at a reasonable value, you know, with his with his desire to prove that his, you know, that the Bengals were the reason that he wasn't as successful as he could have been, even though he had a couple good seasons there. I'm shocked that that, that someone hasn't given Dalton at least a taste, a sniff, something. I mean, I know you yeah. you you like the Red Rider. I just don't understand why. Why no one's would, sniffing around? I mean, I would love him as a backup with the Eagles. Uh, you know, you obviously you wouldn't mind him as a backup with Hell the Steelers, no. um, but as a starter for the Patriots, I think he's a better option than than what they have over there right now with uh, with Stidham and, and 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 Brian Hoyer. I mean, I, I I don't understand. Maybe it's just really really cheap, and they're looking to spend their money elsewhere. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, they haven't spent a lot of money. You know they lost a lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, New England has lost a lot of guys. I mean, it's not just Tom Brady. They've lost other guys on defense, other guys on offense. I mean, Dorsett, uh, I think, went to the Seahawks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that yeah. was a nice and, signing and for them. I, I think so too. And and uh, you know, I, it, it's it's crazy. After all these years, New England is rebuilding, and 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 uh, it's been a long time coming for the AFC. I'm sure everyone's rejoicing in the AFC right now. Yeah, and this is the year for the New York Jets in that division. Finally, that's what you said. Finally, last year. Finally, that's what you said last year too. Although Miami has made a lot of good moves too, uh, so you know we'll see. And the Bills actually look pretty decent as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, they they are loading up. The Bills yeah, are so, loading up. And where was this for the last twenty years? It seems like you know. I mean, you know, Miami's trying to get guys. You know, the Bills are trying to get guys. I mean, are they just like for those twenty years that? that the Patriots were just dominating that division. It seemed like nobody did anything, but now Tom Brady's gone. Let's load up and let's, let's see who can, uh, who can take, you know, the crown in that division. Yeah. I mean, they went out, they got, they got an off, they got two offensive linemen. They got Josh Norman. They find, they hire, they signed Quentin Jefferson, Stefan, the, the big Stefan Diggs trade. They also signed Vernon Butler and Mar- Mario Addison as well. I mean, the, the bills are making a run here and apparently yeah. Josh Allen is just over the moon that they've brought Stefan Diggs 
in to the mix in Buffalo. So he can overthrow him. <laughs> <laughs> ye of little faith. Ye of little faith. <laughs> All right. Next up. The Las Vegas draft is not going to happen in Las Vegas. Many people were looking forward to this. Franny and I included. We actually uh, were planning to potentially go to Vegas and watch the draft in person, even if it were only from the hotel room with a bottle of Jack Daniels. But the draft is not going to happen in Las Vegas. That It's off and out. It's not going to be in Vegas. The celebrations along the strips will be no more. No boats navigating players across the Bellagio Fountain. It will be moving from Las Vegas to a studio location. And by all accounts, the NFL is firm-footed that the NFL draft will, in fact, hold uh, to the date, April, to, April 23rd to the 25th. Uh, they've gone back sort of to the drawing board in terms of what the staging will look like in the studio. Uh, and it's not commenting publicly about what's in the works, but it will in fact take place on the 23rd, the 24th and the 25th. You know, Franny, what do you think about this spectacle that was going to go on in Las Vegas being moved to an in house studio setting? I'm not even sure if they'll, they'll probably do it the way we're doing this podcast. I- I, I think so. I mean, I don't. I don't see it done any other way unless things, you know, really change in the next, uh, you know, month or so. Uh, but I, I was really excited about this, though. You know, I, I really wanted to see because it, it, it would have been quite the spectacle. Uh, and 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 you know, I mean, the draft is is usually kind of boring. I'm not sure if they already have a location for next year's draft. But if it doesn't happen in Vegas this year, I'm hoping that they do it in Vegas next year because I think that Vegas and their plan would do it better than anybody else. I mean, because Vegas is the type of destination where everybody congregates to, you know, I mean, they had it in uh, Dallas, they had it in Philadelphia, you know, I mean, you know, great cities, but it's not Las Vegas. You know, it, it's just not where everybody from all over the country sort of congregates to, because, you know, wherever you're coming from, you're going to have a lot of fun in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, even if the draft, I mean, because there's all that downtime during the draft. I mean, you have the, you know, the yeah. three, four minutes or whatever it is between the draft picks. And then you have to, if you're watching it at home, you got to listen to Mel Kuyper rattle on nonsense <laughs> as you're waiting for the next draft pick to, you know, to be, to be announced. I mean, I think going to Vegas or even being in the area of Vegas for the draft would have been a lot of fun. You could watch it in a casino. You could watch it in the sports book. You could watch it from the room with some drinks. Uh, I think it, I think they 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 had a really good opportunity to have a fun fun event, like Franny said. Uh, but it, I guess it's not going to happen. And I and I agree that it would be they would be remiss if they didn't you know have it in Vegas next year. I know they wanted to do this yeah. with the launch of the new stadium for the Raiders. You know that is not to be. But uh, I definitely think I agree with Franny. They should do it next year there. Ben, if if, if it does happen next year, Ben, we should definitely go. Oh, for sure. Unless- there's another virus. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the tickets were like the tickets were like forty nine dollars one way to to Vegas yeah. uh, on Southwest. I know we're driving. Yeah, we're driving, Ben. Oh, that's true. Yeah, two of us. We could drive through the desert. We could do a podcast on the way to Vegas in the car. That's a nice cactus. That's a big thermometer. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, although, yeah, I haven't. Well, I've never. I've been driven. I've never driven to Vegas in a group of people. Uh, I, I still remember your yeah. uh, your Oakley sunglasses. I remember those. <laughs> yeah, I was doing my best, uh, you know, 
suburban golfer apparel on my on the last trip we took to Vegas. I had my my Oakley sunglasses and my and my and what do you call that the the bowling shirt. <laughs> All right, that next, was a long time ago. Yeah, but it was a fun trip. It was good. I it was it was fun. Slept on the floor the first night, <laughs> if I recall correctly, under the window. And I think wait, yeah. I think you slept on the couch with no blanket. No, no, no. I slept. I slept on the floor underneath the desk. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was a packed house, but it was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's right. Somebody, you know, somebody had something. In the, I took the the comforter off the bed. Yeah. I can't remember who was sleeping in bed. I'm like, at least you're in bed. I'm taking the comforter to sleep. I, I froze my ass off though. I mean, it, it got really cold in that room. I was like curled up under the window. <laughs> All right, next up, near and dear to your heart, Franny, I hope you've got the Jack Fire loaded up over there. Here it is. Here it is, Ben. I got it. Dak Prescott. The Dallas Cowboys have resumed contract negotiations with Dak Prescott for the first time since the team used the exclusive franchise tag on him earlier this month. Prescott is the first quarterback in Cowboys history to have the franchise tag applied to him. A source told the NFL that they, though, a team source told the NFL, Currently shows a $26,824,000 charge to the Cowboys salary cap for Prescott, even though he has not signed the franchise tender. And he has not signed it. He may not play this year. Franny, what say you about Dak Prescott throwing this entire season that might not even happen away? And what does the fact that this season might be delayed or indefinitely delayed play into Dak Prescott's deci- stupid decision not to sign his tender? I, I, I still don't know how you do not sign a contract where you're guaranteed $105 million. I, 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 that just, it's mind boggling how much money that is for the type of quarterback that he is with the talent level that he has. And he's not worth that much. He's worth, I would say, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast, he is worth around $25, $26, $27 million. And so, you know, $26 million, $824, that charge to the Cowboy salary cap, if it's that much for him, I would say that's fair. I would say that's fair. But if he's looking for 34, 35, $36 million, I would seriously, if he doesn't, if he doesn't play this year, I would let him walk next year because he'll really learn his true value once he hits free agency. You know, it, it, nobody's going to pick this guy up for more than maybe tops 20 million. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm just shocked that he hasn't signed this contract. I mean, <laughs> Oh, I I think I hear. Do I hear? Tom, I think I hear Dak Prescott in the background there. I hear I hear something in the background there that might be Dak Prescott. Is that the crying baby? That is the crying. That is the crying baby. I just figured it would be. I, I, I mean, this season is already in doubt. The draft will happen, uh, but the season itself is in some some doubt right now. I mean, we don't know where we're going to be four months from now, but they still have to get through training camp. They still have to get through OTAs. They still have to make their final roster cuts. There's a lot of things that are going to happen between now and the season. And all of those things can't happen in a three or four week window. Uh, So for him, he could be placing himself out even further in his career, another year out in his career to not sign a $105 million guaranteed contract when they're in Washington, DC this week, arguing that people that make $400 a week, should not get $600 a week by accident in uh, in some legislation, then this guy is turning down $105 million in the environment where people are not able to buy groceries and pay their rent. 
Yeah, and not only that, but I mean, it's $105 million guaranteed, but he still would have been paid, you know, a yearly salary of, you know, up, up to a top three or five quarterback. You know, I don't care which team you play for. I mean, maybe he thinks the Cowboys have really deep pockets and they can afford to pay that much, uh, which they which they can, obviously, but <laughs> not for him. I mean, he's, he's just not worth that amount of money and he should just know his worth by now. I mean, he's been in the league long enough and, and $105 million, whoever, whoever his manager is, is well he's not a smart guy yeah i, I just I, it boggles my mind i mean it really yeah. does i mean i, I mean but, I, I wonder if that contract's still on the table the 105 million the i'm taking fuck the cowboys are you gonna do that oh there it is there it is you see it you can see it yeah because you got the jack fire at your house you left me with the peach uh jim beam fire actually yeah or jim beam fire i should i should have traded the peach for the fire when i was at your house today. Hey, you you were at your local liquor establishment today you could have picked it up Oh, that is true. I tried to get out of there in like 15 minutes. I knew exactly like where, where all of the items were that I needed to get. And thank yeah, you. It's pretty sad. It's pre- I know where everything is in that store. <laughs> yeah, I knew where the, I went right to the gin aisle. Then I went right to the, the aisle with the bourbon and the rye. And then I went, I can't remember what else I got in there, but I got, oh, the beer to the, to the craft beer, the, the craft beer section, the American craft beer section. And yeah, I was pretty sad when, I, I was you, when you start learning the, uh, the associates by name. Yeah, I, I saw the. Uh, I, normally, I talk to that guy, the guy with the mustache. He's got the dark hair and the mustache. He's like their resident um, expert in terms of like providing you advice on what to buy, given your palate, given your your likes and dislikes. And normally, I do talk to him, uh, but this week I just was like I waved to him from like ten feet away because uh, he's the he's the one that that recommended that whistle pig uh, store pick. That yeah, yeah. that I'm, I got I'm, you for your I'm birthday. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did, Ben. He's like, well, you probably asked him what the best rye is, and he's like, oh, this one. That's the most expensive. <laughs> yeah, this is the one. <laughs> yeah, here's the, the, that's the not one. that twenty five dollar one. That's terrible. <laughs> here's one for this over a hundred dollars. This one is the this one. One hundred twenty five dollar <laughs> one is the one you should choose. And Ben, you'll probably you'll probably sample that next week too. Yeah, if, if I don't sample it, I'm, yeah. Well, if we, I mean, I could bring you, you know. We'll wash that mason jar out that you've got, and we'll bring it. Well, I'll drive that one over next week because uh, we do have a uh, few. We'll, we we'll did, see. We'll see. We got the <laughs> we got the whistle pig still right, and we got the I got the Glenmore eighteen. 18 also, I, so if 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 we don't venture out of the house next week and pick up something new, we at least have a backup plan. Yeah, at least we have two two more weeks. You know, I'll I'll Franny, <laughs> I'll leave a mason jar on the curb, and I'll run by and grab it. I'll sanitize it with my alcohol wipes. And then we'll we get spray it with Lysol and everything. Make sure they don't catch whatever I have. Yeah, if I, mean, I have anything. Luckily, we've we've uh, we've done a pretty good job of uh, of being. Franny has to go to work every single day during the week. Uh, so our thoughts are with Franny as he ventures out <laughs> to a healthcare. <laughs> it was an exhausting, exhausting week. <laughs> uh, I was lucky. I was able to work from home uh, this week. Uh, next week, probably as well. But, uh, you know, the county and the government's finances giving what they are, who, you know, who knows where where everything's going to go in terms of, you know, Los Angeles and the municipalities around here. Uh, but hopefully everything will get back to normal sometime soon, we hope. Uh, yeah, for, for all of our listeners, too, Ben, uh, you know, they, they, they should hit us up on Instagram and, and Twitter and let us know what they're doing, you know, with, with all this um uh, with, with with in their quarantine, what they're actually doing around the house? Are they listening to more podcasts? Are they playing video games? I mean, how are you passing your time uh, in, in this? Um, 
I mean, we've, we've never actually lived through this sort of thing before. So what, what exactly are you doing with your free time around the house, just hanging out with family or by yourself? Yeah, for sure. I mean, listeners, hit us up on Instagram at Thirst and and on Twitter at Goal Thirst. And because you're listening to us right now, we want to thank you all so much for listening to us right now. Please consider heading to our website, thirstandgold.buzzproud.com or search Thirst and Goal podcast on the web and subscribe, share, rate, and review our show. This is the perfect time to tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, anyone you run into when you're walking your dog on the street, when you're trying to get a little exercise after being in the house all day. Please, please, please recommend our podcast to them and shoot over to our website, thirstinggold.busproud.com, where you can get all the information about our show. Thank you, Fonny, for reminding me of that. I missed that earlier on in the show. Uh, we're a little bit disjointed. Uh, but next up, Franny, we is, have is, is, um, how's, how's, um, I mean, last week, obviously we had the issues with, uh, with the audio, Ben, how, how am I sounding right now? Do I sound better this week than I did last week? Cause I can't hear anything, yeah. I can hear yeah, yeah, you, yeah. but I don't have the headphones on to listen to my playback. I can just hear my voice, but I don't hear any sort of playback. And so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll check Amazon, you know, see if there's, uh, you know, one of those Michelle Tafoya mics, like what Sonya uses. I know the ones that you were looking at were like high quality stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are like, you know, $190. We don't need anything like that right now. But if there's something out there that's a bit less than that, I can just order maybe something on Amazon. That way, if this sound quality is, is uh, you know, not that great because of any sort of echo. And you're not hearing it right now, are you? No, no, it just sounds, I mean, it just, I mean, it, it, it sounds a little muffled, but that's, you know, but that's oh, okay. just the way it goes. I and mean, it, I, my setup over here is obviously the setup that we would use for our regular pocket. So I'm going to sound a little bit better, but that's not a function of it. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the way it is right now. And we'll, we'll try to improve our audio. If, uh, if this goes on for an extended time, um, just like we have with our podcast, you know, through these uh, 65 episodes, we started sounding pretty good until shit hit the fan. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, everybody <laughs> stay in the house. Don't go to work. If you don't have to go to work, don't go out to the store. If you don't have to go out to the store and we'll all get through this a lot more quickly if folks are, you know, doing what their local public health officials are recommending, you know, we can get through this a lot more quickly. And speaking of that, Franny, uh, do you mind if, if we take a quick break just so I can check on the audio quality and then we'll get right back to the rest of the NFL news? Sounds good to me, Ben. All right. Hold tight, everybody. All right, everybody. We are back. Looks like our audio quality is as good as can be expected under these coronavirus circumstances. Uh, so, Frane, we are back. Are you ready to move on to the rest of the NFL news? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and I am trying week after week after week to get Frane on board. Uh, stadium, NFL stadium sports books are a go. The new NFL, NFL Players Association collective bargaining agreement that takes the league through the 2030 season paints a picture of a future with owners and players profiting off bets placed by gamblers at sports books inside and outside stadiums. According to language in the CBA, owners and players will share revenues generated by the operation of gambling-related businesses located in or physically attached to NFL stadiums. Instead of grabbing a hot dog at halftime, spectators may choose to pick up a three-team parlay, a fabulous three-team parlay from a bookmaker renting space at the stadium. 
revenue from gambling on any aspect of NFL games, any performance of NFL players in NFL games, in any other NFL club-related activity is included in the agreement that even mentions potential profits from slot machines, slot machines, located in or physically attached to NFL stadiums. The CBA indicates that sportsbook operations from the stadiums could run during the season as well, although players would receive a smaller percentage of profits from bets on sports other than the NFL. Franny, what do you think about gambling on the NFL inside NFL stadiums in in states where it's legal? You're shaking your head. I, I think it's pretty awesome. I, might, <laughs> I, I think it's a good idea. I mean, hey, it, it, it's it's... It's up to the fan on, you know, whether or not they want to, you know, try to win some money. Most of the time they lose money. Um, but, uh, I mean, Ben, I mean, you would love this. I would love it. I would absolutely I mean, love obviously, it. We still, we still will do it, you know. Um, but, uh, it, it would be amazing to go to, you know, a game, uh, here in, in is it, would it be legal here in LA? Would, would it actually would be legal here, right? Yeah, it would be. It would be legal here. Okay, oh, so that, that no, we don't cool. have we don't have to, sports to, betting. To bet the- no, we don't have sports betting yet in Los in California. That's true. It's no. not it's not legal in well, California yet. Well, in Vegas, in Vegas, let's say we go to if we decide to go to Raiders game, which I doubt we ever will. Um, but I mean, that, that would be great for the fans. It would be a great fan experience to be able to watch the game, to be able to bet on the game, you know, just to, you know hang out with your buddies and, 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 and drink and just, just, you know, create that whole sort of experience around it. Um, so I, I think it's a good idea. I mean, you know, for, for adults to be able to gamble, um, if, if they choose to do so, then, you know, let them, Yeah, this, I, mean, I don't, I don't have any issues with it at all. And I don't this, know why, why it shouldn't be, um, uh, you know, something nationwide, not only in, in certain States. Yeah. It is strange how we, you know, we have judgment about the sins that people are allowed to engage in. You know, you can drink in this state up to a certain time. You can buy, you know, liquor. You can have a, a bar that like in, in Utah where you can only get used to be able to get like one one shot in a drink. Anything more than one shot you weren't allowed to have. Uh, but we have cigarettes and liquor and horse betting and dog betting and, and greyhounds and all that stuff. Poker in California. But not blackjack, but we have 22 blackjack. But it's just weird how every like Michael Vick talk betting or uh, no, that's a different kind. That's like in, uh, in Florida where they bet on the greyhounds. Uh, <laughs> is that what you're talking about, Ben? I'm, yeah, that's not legal. That's not, that's legal. not legal. No, Michael Vick type betting is not. Well, although we'll see how far this coronavirus thing takes us. Uh, if we go into dystopian times, we might have, you know, cockfighting <laughs> and dogfighting just to raise tax revenue. But it is funny how like different states have judgment calls about what sins their citizens are allowed to engage in. I mean, I agree with Franny. I don't know why you can go to a liquor store and buy a 151 and drink it on the side of the road, but you can't place a bet on your local sports team. I, I agree. There's no reason that this shouldn't be legal nationwide. And it, it would certainly bring a, a, a different level of excitement. Franny has proven that you don't have to bet your mortgage payment in order to have a good time. Uh, betting on sports, you can bet small amounts and still enjoy yourself. So, you know, I, I agree. I think I think it should definitely be something that we should be interested in bringing to the NFL, especially if you're good at it, like you are, Ben. You're you're very good and and, and very smart with your bets. Yeah, I mean, I'm not interested in making, you know, playing the lottery. I'm just trying to make smart bets that will 
you know, payoff, you know, one for one, or even sometimes a little bit less than one for one on a teaser. But I'm just trying to make my money back plus, you know, almost double my money on most of those bets. And I throw in some crazy bets once in a while, uh, you know, like at the beginning of the season, this past season, when we put in some bets for, uh, you know, the Ravens and some other teams to win their divisions and those hit. And those are the kind of bets that are fun to make. But week in and week out, uh, I usually make a small parlay bet or a small, uh, you know, small parlay bet. But most of it is teasers and single bets. And, you know, you can you can do pretty well that way if you're paying attention to what's going on in the league. All right, Franny. Next up, this is an interesting little tidbit. Initially, Cal- SoFi Stadium down in Inglewood, California. SoFi Stadium construction. Initially, California's stay-at-home order did not include an exception for construction, but it now does. And construction of the new Rams and Chargers stadium in, stadium in Inglewood, Inglewood will proceed. Uh, the team said, these are unprecedented times, and the health and safety of our workers and their families is an utmost important to us. I uh, read a statement from the, the SoFi Stadium in Hollywood Park. In accordance with the recently released directives by the County of Los Angeles, the state of California, and the city of Inglewood, the construction at Hollywood Park continues to move forward with an increased emphasis on the already existing elevated health and safety protocols put in place last week. All non-essential workers are working from home. For those who wish to remain on site, we are working with our general contractors to increase the health and safety measures we already have in place. The venue is due to open later this year and is expected to host Super Bowl, the next Super Bowl, or the Super Bowl in 2022. And the same is true of the Raiders Stadium, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. What do you think about construction workers still working on the site at down in Inglewood for SoFi Stadium to make sure it opens this year? Um, I mean, I don't know if they're, uh, you know, six feet apart or not. <laughs> if, if, if they're properly socially distanced, uh, while they're working, then, uh, then I see, you know, no issue, uh, with that. I mean, I hope they're not doing it for, for reasons of greed just to get it open so they can get, you know, the, uh, uh I, I know it's not just football, uh, but the concerts that were supposed to start this summer as well. So I, I hope they're thinking about, the safety of uh, the construction workers there and not just their pocketbooks. What I w- do you think, man? I do don't you just continue working or hold off. And, and if, you know, concerts get canceled then so be it. Yeah. I think, I think if you're going to have a stay at home order, I think it should apply to everybody. Uh, I think the folks should probably be paid for the time that they would have spent working, but you know, they stopped, there was this giant, there's this giant multi, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, mixed use, building going up downtown and for a week i think there was no construction and all of a sudden when they lifted this order all of a sudden the guys were out there and the women were out there working on site uh because they didn't want to lose the revenue that's going to be generated both by the stadium and by all these big apartment buildings that are going up all over los angeles so i I would just say that people should be safe but i i think it's a little bit i don't think their intentions are to serve the fans i think their intentions are to get this thing open so it can start generating revenue um, because the, the guys that I and the women that I see working downtown are not six feet apart. Yeah. Hey, hey, how's, how's my audio, Ben? Cause you, you, uh, you're freezing up on me a little bit. Oh, I hope not. Uh, the audio sounds good on my end. Am, am I, am I, am I jumping nope. sort of on, on my side? Cause it seems like you are sort of no. Okay. Maybe it's just me. 
I don't know, but it, as long as it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, sounds you. good. Yeah, the last thing we need is uh, we might have to right, we might have to raise our bandwidth. We have to call Uverse and get you know a bandwidth increase out here in the San Fernando <laughs> Valley if we continue to do this week after week. This just tells me that Sonia is watching something on her tablet right now. Is my guess uh, as she's watching her lifetime or her uh, her, her actually she was watching uh, what is it like one of the Married at First Sight or something like that earlier tonight. Uh, but next up, Friday, she's multitasking. She's watching two things at once. Yeah, she definitely is. Uh, next up, we do have some notable unsigned players in the league. Just like to hear your thoughts on some of these players. Friday, Jadavion Clowney, still not signed. Jameis Winston, still not signed. Robbie Anderson, not signed. Shelby Harris, not signed. Everson Griffin, not signed. Nickel- oh, I think Ro- I- oh, did he sign? I-, I think Robbie Anderson actually did sign, though. I think Robbie Anderson did sign. Did he sign with the Jets? Uh, I don't remember the team, uh, but I did, I did read something about Robbie Anderson, uh, signing. I just can't remember which, with which, uh, with which team. Um, I don't know if you're looking at it up right now. But, I am. Uh, two year, $20 okay. million dollar deal. Pull it up, but I, I think, I think Panthers, I think he's off the board. Signed a two year, $20 million deal with 12 million in year one. Robbie Anderson signed with the Carolina Panthers this week. Friday, what do you think about that signing? 20 million bucks for Robbie Anderson and the Jets not willing to go that high for him. I don't know who's going to be throwing the football, though. Yeah, because he was looking for, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was looking for 15 million a year. That was his asking price. So it's interesting that he ended up settling for a two-year, $20 million deal. I would, I would have expected that he would have got more money than that. Yeah. I mean, I know the Eagles, you know, were supposedly looking into bringing him on board, uh, but he is off the board now. All right. Next up, uh, Everson Griffin. Don't, not sure if he signed. I don't think he signed yet. Nickel Roby Coleman, cornerback uh, out of the Rams, did not sign. Bashard Perriman did not sign. Logan Ryan did not sign. And Su signed this week. Uh, but what do you think about Clowney, Winston, and Shelby Harris, Everson Griffin not getting signed yet? I'm I'm really shocked that Jadavion Clowney has not got a contract from somebody, uh, you know, especially with what went on last week with the signing after signing after signing. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that last part, Ben. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, what do you think about the fact that he's still hanging around out there? Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not shocked. Uh, he, he's looking for way too much money for himself. I mean, he didn't have a spectacular season. I mean, well, he had three sacks this year. Um, you know, was dirty in the playoffs. But <laughs> you're never going to give up on that's that. That's a whole different story. Uh, but no, I mean, he, he didn't have a great season, and he's 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 looking for like you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen million dollars, whatever he's looking for this season, or or you know, the, the next few seasons. And he's he's really. He he's he hasn't really proven it. I mean, he he's he's almost like uh like Dak Prescott. He thinks he thinks he's worth more than he is, and and uh, if he wants to settle for less, he'll be signed right away. But if he's looking for an, uh, a seventeen or eighteen million dollar contract a year, he's not going to get it, and he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, and I think the longer this this COVID nineteen thing stretches out, I mean, players are are taking a big risk by not signing the contracts that they're getting offered. All right, next up, 
NFL players and COVID-19. NFL teams reportedly are adjusting contract language. I'd, I'd really like to hear your thoughts on this, Friday. NFL teams are adjusting contract language to protect themselves against the spreading of the coronavirus, leaving many deals unannounced as players await physical exams that were canceled this past week. Coronavirus-related provisions are being placed in free agent contracts, stating that a failed physical will result in a forfeited, forfeited signing bonus if they failed their physical because of the coronavirus and they test positive. Uh, travel delays and logistics related to COVID-19 have prevented many players from undergoing physicals, and they were all canceled this week. Uh, but if a player signs a three-year, $30 million contract with a $10 million signing bonus but fails the physical later this year, they could lose that $10 million signing bonus uh, if they test positive for COVID-19 but are showing no other symptoms. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We have a little bit of... Uh, technical difficulties here we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back all right folks we are back sorry about that we had a little bit of a a technical difficulty which we're probably not alone in that regard as you all know we do this podcast for the love of the game for the love of each other uh so we don't have you know, full service studio with producers, a plenty and uh, expensive equipment in every location. So we apologize for a little bit of a, a technical difficulty. But I did want to ask Franny what he thought about potentially players forfeiting their signing bonuses for testing positive for COVID nineteen later in the season, even though they may have built up immunity to to the disease and they may not be showing any symptoms and are otherwise fine to play. Yeah, I do not think that that is fair at all, especially with the majority of players. I mean, we've seen in the NBA, all the players that have, um, you know, tested positive for the virus, it didn't really affect them at their age. I mean, this this is, I'm not saying that this is a virus that only affects, um, you know, senior folks, (laughs) but uh, but we've seen with with, uh, all the younger players and even Sean Payton who came down with it, um, you know, they, they had more mild cases of the virus and, and they basically experienced, um, you know, cold-like symptoms and nothing more serious than that. Um, so to, uh, to forfeit a, a signing bonus because of uh, what is essentially, um, you know, uh, a cold, is, it's really not fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it really attacks different people at different ages um, and it, 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 that's doesn't make any any sort of sense to me yeah i mean it's it i just think it's a very nfl thing to do i mean a player if they're making 30 million dollars i mean and this is i mean they structured these contracts with the signing bonus because they can stretch the signing bonus over a number of years for the team's benefit in terms of the salary cap provision and you know lessening the cap hit for the player so it works to the to the team's advantage to to give players a signing bonus that they can stretch over a number of years. The player obviously wants the money, but it's part of the contract that you sign. If you sign a $50 million contract and 30 million of it comes in a signing bonus, not that that would be a traditional contract, but why should you, you know, why are you giving away 60% of your contract simply because you saw you test positive for something that for all we know, 60 or 70% of the population is going to end up testing positive for. I mean, I agree with Ronnie. That does not seem fair at all. I mean, Sean Payton is going to be coaching the Saints this year, notwithstanding the fact that he is now positive for COVID-19. 
Yeah, I can remember the the name of the player. I think he was on the Jazz. Uh, it was Rudy Gobert. It was was he the guy that rubbed the microphone because he thought he was being funny? That was Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it, the, the other guy in his team that he got sick, and I, I just can't remember his name right now. Um, but he was he essentially said, you know, in, in um, I think it was an Instagram post or whatever um, that if he had to play a seven game series right now in the playoffs, he would be able to with you know testing positive with the coronavirus and, and so i mean it just affects different people in, in different ways i mean you, you, it's it's not the same for everybody especially you know somebody that's in their prime you know 20 30 years old um that is 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 just you know an athletic specimen and, and it, it it doesn't make any sort of sense that you know they would have to uh, uh lose out on some money because they test positive for a virus that i mean they you, you can't really, uh, I mean, there, there are certain ways that you could, um, uh, you know, sort of keep from getting yourself the virus, get, getting the virus. Are you, am I coming through okay? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Hello? Yeah. You're- yeah. You're, you're good on my end. Is it okay over there? All right. It's Friday freezing is- up again. How about now? Yep. Sounds perfect to me. Might be those Apple products you buy. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that right there. (laughs) But you like froze. Like there was like a, I wasn't sure if you heard anything. Yeah, I heard everything. Okay. Hello, hello. Yep. You're good. All right. I don't know. Like your face just like stops. Well, and, like, I, I, I do stop. I, I do stop traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were saying, uh, you were saying that you don't think it's fair because he's, you know, they're they're in tip top shape. It affects people differently from different age groups, and but but these guys are in top physical shape. Very few of them have underlying conditions that would present a danger generally speaking, and if they're in great shape and, and they're ready to play and they, they've already developed the antibodies for COVID-19, I, I don't know why you would take away their signing bonus. It, it just seems unfair. Are you, are you, we're recording right now, right? Yep. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't sure because everything was freezing up. But yeah, I mean, there, there are certain ways that you can limit your exposure to the virus, but you can't really keep yourself 100% uh, safe from it. So um, for... Uh, you know, for these guys to lose any sort of money over it is it it, it that is that that is not fair at all. Yeah, I agree. And so again, sorry about that, folks. We're gonna we're 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 I can't play the audio back to Friday, so he knows exactly where to pick up uh, from. So yeah, because we're, we're just on, working on my screen. I'm looking at I'm looking at you, Ben, and like you just completely froze, and I'm thinking like, is anything coming through? And uh, I guess it is. All right, so that's good. Am I still frozen? Uh, not at the moment. No. Okay. But yeah, it, I mean, the, for the last for the last twenty minutes or so, the the signal has not been that great. Maybe it's uh, well, I mean, it shouldn't be anybody else on my connection. Sonia's in there watching a movie, playing uh, playing something on her tablet that isn't connected to the internet, and she's not <laughs> and she's not streaming the movie. It's on TV, so we should be okay. Uh, next up, this is near and dear to my heart, and Franny will remember 
all through his love of the XFL and his dream to one day be able to watch it all year long. P.J. Walker of the Houston Roughnecks. Fuck you, Pittsburgh Steelers, for not signing this guy. P.J. PJ Walker is headed back to the NFL. Walker is expected to sign and did sign with the Carolina Panthers this week. According to NFL insider Ian Rappaport, Walker will reunite with the Panthers coach Matt Rule, who coached him at Temple, and he will also return to the NFL as he was previously a practice squad player with the Colts. And it was, in fact, Andrew Luck that convinced Oliver Luck to bring P.J. Walker into the XFL. In in the XFL, in the five XFL games that were played this year, the undefeated Roughnecks, Walker led the league with 15 touchdowns, 1,400 yards and yards, and had emerged as one of the league's early standout and marquee players. I am so pissed off that the Steelers didn't go after this guy. I don't know how much they paid him, but he was he was head and shoulders better than every other quarterback in that league, and I can't believe the Panthers were able to snap him up for almost no money. What do you think about that, Franny? Uh, well, I think it's a good move, Ben. I mean, you're you were his biggest fan. I mean, you know what. <laughs> We were talking about the XFL for, you know, whatever those three or four weeks and uh, PJ Walker always stood out to you and you always, and, and you said then that you hoped that the Steelers would go out and get him. And uh, I think PJ Walker, I think there was one more player from the XFL that got signed, I think with the Chargers. Uh, I can't remember who the player was, um, but uh, I think it's a good move. It's a, it's a good move for, uh, uh, for the Panthers. And we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you, th- you think he has a good chance to start there for the Panthers? Uh, well, they traded away Kyle Allen. They signed Teddy Bridgewater, right? Yeah. So, so do you think he could potentially start yep. ahead of Teddy Bridgewater? At some point in the upcoming season, I do. I mean, his do you think fo- so? yeah, his footwork is amazing. He's built for the new NFL, the Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Walker, or Lamar Jackson NFL. I mean, he's got great vision down the field. He's matured a lot. And the fact that Andrew Luck really believes in this kid and believes that this kid could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think you, you put all of those things together, both what you saw on the field as well as Andrew Luck's, you know, significant, significant endorsement of this guy. I, I'm just shocked that they were able to get him for what's going to probably turn out to be not very much money when the Steelers have Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph as their backups and they can't go out and give this guy. I mean, are they afraid they might have to cut Devlin Hodges? I mean, is that the fear of the Pittsburgh Steelers and other, I mean, even the Eagles? Right. I mean, you brought back who Nate Sudfeld as your backup PJ Walker's out there. I mean, it just, it, it, it Russell, I mean, Nate, Nate, Nate Sudfeld, you know, might be better than PJ Walker. Uh, you never know. I mean, we know, uh, you know, what to expect from, uh, from Rudolph and, and Hodges, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't know exactly what to expect from Sudfeld. Um, but we don't, we'll, we'll see how PJ Walker does in the league. And, and if he does have any sort of success, um, yeah, that's, that's great for the XFL and, and all the players. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just pissed off. I mean, uh, the Steelers, def- <laughs> I mean, you saw Ben Roethlisberger, right? I mean, it looks like he's about to join a bowling team and yeah. you know, show <laughs> up, show up for dollar bud night. And, and, and this guy is out there. He blew everyone away, uh, yeah. in five games, 1400 yards, 15 touchdowns. I mean, I know it's the XFL. It, like, it would be, it'd be a great, great endorsement you know, for the XFL, for him to go out and just ball out in the NFL. I'm just shocked. Which I hope he does. I I hope, I hope he does find success there. I'm just, I'm pissed off at my Steelers for virtually every single thing they're doing this off season, but that will hold that one for another day. 
Uh, Jordan, or uh, as you mentioned, another player was also signed. Jordan Tayamu, the quarterback of the St. Louis Battlehawks, another standout quarterback. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs signed Jordan Tamahu, agreeing to a contract with the XFL star. Uh, Tiamu was the XFL's third-rated quarterback this season. Tiamu completed 72, 72% of his passes for 1,100 yards and a league-leading, or close to a league-leading, 12 touchdowns. He was intercepted only twice on 12 TDs. Tiamu went to training camp last year with the Houston Texans, but was released, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't judge someone on Bill O'Brien's release of them. Uh, before the start of the regular season, he was 7 out of 12 for 50 yards with one interception in the preseason for the Texans. Uh, Tamu played two seasons in college at Ole Miss where he threw for 5,600 yards and 30 TDs. But he was probably my second favorite player in the XFL. But I think it's interesting that uh, these guys are getting signed a little bit later. And I think that, 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 I think that Andy Reid made a really, really smart pickup here along with their general manager, in Kansas City, because both of these guys, P.J. Walker and Jordan Tamu, really impressed me last year. But P.J. Walker, definitely uh, the best standout for the XFL. But what do you think about another quarterback? You know, now the now the Chiefs have two cheap quarterbacks on their roster. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you called it once again, Ben. You were singing this guy's praises just like you were with P.J. Walker. And uh, you really know talent when you see it. I just wish if, Kevin Colvin... <laughs> If, if there are any teams out there uh, looking for a talent scout, Ben is available. Yeah, and I'm happy to do it from my couch in the San Fernando Valley. I don't <laughs> need I don't need to work on site. Uh, but I think this, yeah, this I don't I don't get it. Like it seems like all these guys, I, mean, I don't know how much they get paid, but they're flown all over the country to find the right guys, especially in the draft, and then most of them are failures. The majority yeah. are failures. Yeah, NFL scouts. I mean, uh, you know, Mel Kuyper, the rest of these guys. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I can't remember which podcast it is. Uh, Bucky Brooks and, you know, the, the Move the Sticks podcast. I mean, the, 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 these these guys that are ex-scouts, I mean, I think that the, the, the issue is that they're all afraid to tell their bosses when they're wrong. You know, like Al Davis. I mean, he had, he had an entire scouting team for the Raiders for, for, for decades or for a decade, decade and a half when, when he was really in his prime there. And... They were relegated to signing the, you know, the fastest, biggest guy out of the draft, regardless of whether he was any good or not. That's how they ended up with Demarcus Russell. I mean, that's how you end up with, uh, with Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. With Mitchell Trubisky or the guy from, uh, whatever, uh, Dar- uh, McFadden that they signed as well, or that they, that they drafted as well. And a whole host of other guys that they drafted over the years. And I think most scouts are just afraid to lose their jobs and afraid to tell their boss, you know, who they should pick up. Uh, because clearly most of these guys are not doing a very, Good job. I mean, Bill Belichick, I think, as a general manager, does a pretty good job, generally speaking. But but teams have a very predictable way of scouting players. And and, and if you have Devlin fucking Hodges on your team, how do you not see P.J. Walker and think he's better than Devlin Hodges? For the same money, probably. Ultimately, probably for the same money. Uh, how do you end up letting him go to, you know, to the to the Carolina Panthers? I mean, if you're the if you're the Eagles, if you're the Jets, if you're the Steelers, if your teams that, that desperately need a backup quarterback, I don't know how you, I mean, there's got to be a better, they, they all need to go to like manipulation management school to try to convince their bosses when their bosses are wrong. <laughs> and uh, Sean McVay, if you're listening, Ben is available to be a talent scout, a talent evaluator for the Rams. Absolutely. And I, and I don't think it's that hard. 
Really? I mean, you you drive to downtown anyways, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, a- Inglewood is not that far. I don't know where the headquarters are. Like, I don't know if they'd be right outside the stadium, but you know, it's a long drive either way. So you know, absolutely. I mean, you you recognize uh, PJ and Tammy. Yeah, I mean, and I like them both, but PJ, I, I'm telling you, PJ Walker, if he gets a chance to start, he can be a, he can be a success in this league. I mean, he's he's I won't say that he's Patrick Mahomes, but he's you know he's a damn good player. Uh, no, no, there's not so many Patrick Mahomes out there. No, just the one, and he's uh, <laughs> he, he's going to get he's not going to turn down his 150 million dollar guaranteed contract that he gets offered next year. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. Yeah. He's not gonna hold out on the franchise tag like one Dak Prescott. Uh, next Should up, you take a shot for that. No, I should, I, actually, Ben, you haven't taken a shot today. That's true. That's true. But I. I, I but I. Man, Antonio Brown's coming up. I, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Antonio Brown is coming up. <laughs> uh, but next up, uh, as we mentioned, the Carolina Panthers, Kyle Allen has been re- reunited with his former head coach Ron Rivera. The Panthers are sending the backup quarterback. Back to the Redskins, Tim Pelissero of NFL Network reported Washington sent a fifth round pick in exchange for in exchange for Kyle Allen, and this move comes after the Panthers signed XFL standout PJ Walker. But what do you think about the uh, this was he wasn't the mustache wonder that was uh, Minshew, right? But what do you think about yes. these guys like the same uh, shoes they always wear? You know, like I know this I know <laughs> this guy. Bring this guy in. I mean, Kyle Allen I mean, was he looked. He looked really good for a minute for five games. Uh, you know, he, he went he went five and zero. Oh, he was looking really good, um, but then things just went downhill for this guy. And I'm not sure exactly why. Maybe you know, other teams just got a little bit of extra game film on him. Uh, but I, he he really he really imploded after that that five game winning streak. And it's really too bad. Uh, but I, I not just, really. Well, I mean, it's too bad because I was I I was hoping that he would be a success in Carolina. They can move on from Cam Newton, and you know Cam Newton wouldn't be wouldn't be bothering as many people as he bothers at present. I mean, he's not even not even signed yet. But I mean, I, I was kind of rooting for Kyle Allen, you know, later in the season, especially in that division, because as people know, I'm not a huge Saints fan. So I was you know rooting for Kyle <laughs> Allen to do well. Uh, so I you know I hope I hope he's able to you know so so Kyle Allen is with the Skins. That they've also got, um, didn't they? They picked somebody else up, the, the Redskins. Don't they have three quarterbacks on their roster now? They picked up Case Keenum, didn't they? Or where did Case Keenum uh, go? Or Case Keenum went to, where did Case Keenum go? I don't know, but they still have, um, I think they're still paying Alex Smith over there. Oh, he went to Cleveland. Case Keenum went to Cleveland. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mm-hmm. still have Alex Smith, uh, and and I hope that he eventually makes a return uh, to the NFL. Um, you know, he had he had that disgusting injury, and and I hope uh, you know he eventually comes back and plays and plays at the top level. Yeah, and I think he will. Hopefully, and I think he I just will. feel bad for the guy. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, and he says he's going to play. I mean, he says his plan is to come back and play, and I have no reason to doubt that. Uh, someday we're going to reunite. We're going to have a a Frane. Uh, reunion with all of his favorite <laughs> quarterbacks with it'll be Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins and uh what's his Andy, Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton. <laughs> uh, and they'll all be in the same room all it'll be Franny surrounded by mediocre quarterbacks uh that he's supported but his support of these people is without precedent i mean they can do nothing wrong 
in his eyes, no matter how badly they play. True. That is that is not true. We can throw it. I in. think I think there are guys that always get the short end of the stick, and 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 they don't deserve it. Kirk Cousins made a hundred, like a hundred and five million dollars in the last over the last in the next or the last three or four years and the next couple of years he's going to make almost 115 million dollars well, he, he made a lot of money but I, he he is uh he is an above average quarterback though and he did beat the saints we can't we can't take yeah. that away <laughs> from him we can't but i like alex smith i think alex smith is another i, I agree with you he's, he's never been in a situation that was good enough for him to show what he really had in kansas city they never had the team that they could have had around him and in Washington. Well, it's Washington. So, you know, you're going to get with, with San Francisco too. with San Francisco that last season. Uh, you know, they had, they had a very good record before, you know, Kaepernick came in uh, and, and sort of took over there. Um, so yeah, he, he's, uh, he's just been really unlucky, but I think he, he, you know, he has a, a, a skill set and he's, he has a certain talent level that maybe at this age now, he wouldn't be able to perform at top levels, but I think he could still, um, you know, perform well enough for, for, uh, let's say, you know, for instance, for the Steelers, Ben, as, as, as maybe oh, a backup or someone that takes over and, and, um, sort of, uh, yeah, almost like, a, a Fitzpatrick sort of role, like, uh, some guy that just comes in and, and, and can definitely come in and play as a starter, but you wouldn't want him as a starter for your next, you know, two or three years or so. I agree. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's ego is clearly huge, uh, but also very insecure at the same time because that, that's got it. That, I can't come up with any other explanation for the fact that we have never had a decent backup quarterback under his, you know, with his no veterans, no prior starters. It's always been, you know, Landry Jones, Mason Rudolph, Devlin Hodges, and, and those ilk. We've never had a, a Josh McCown or an Alex Smith or anyone like that. Not that Alex Smith would be the backup, but. You know, we've never really brought in, you know, a Teddy Bridgewater or somebody like that to back him up. It's always been well, I, I, scrubs. I think, well, I think in 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 the Steelers' case, I mean, having somebody like Alex Alex Smith sitting right behind uh, Roethlisberger would be perfect. Yeah, uh, because you know he he's he's uh, he's sort of like a bookmark. You know, let's say uh, Roethlisberger does go down, he can still play for another two years, and I think you know any team could find some success with a guy like him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I, I just, hope he does come back. I just, I, just, I just feel terrible for the guy. Oh, me too. Me too. I mean, you see those the uh, the shots of his, in you know, his leg as oh. it was healing with all the pins and the screws yeah. and the bolts coming out yeah. of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he says he's going to play. Uh, and 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 more, you know, more power to him. I mean, if if they had had the same medical technology when Joe Theismann went down as when Alex Smith went down, Theismann might have been able to come back and play. Uh, but at least Alex yeah. Smith. I will. mean, and even you know, talking about injuries. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's injury was also pretty bad. And I'm glad to see him back and with the new team. And uh, hopefully as a starter there. Yeah. And I think he will actually be, um, he actually will be the starter in, in Carolina for the foreseeable future. All right. Next up front is something that is near and dear to my heart. Tom Brady is not going to get his way in Tampa Bay. Uh, Bruce Arian says, thanks, but no thanks to Antonio Brown. Tom Brady was a big advocate for the troubled but talented former Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown, but Bucks head coach Bruce Arians shot down the chance of a reunion. Yeah, it's not going to happen, Arians said. It's just not going to happen. There's no room and probably not enough money in the world, but it's not going to happen. It's just not a fit here. 
Uh, Arians was the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh from 07 to 2011, his final two years being Brown's first with the team. When asked if he would take Brown on a minimum contract, Arians said, no, I just know him, and it's not a fit in our locker room. So fuck you, Antonio Brown. You are not going to be reunited with Tom Brady. Nobody wants you. You're a bad penny. You're not coming back. What do you think about that, Franny? I'm going to do a shot. I'm just waiting for you to take right now, Ben. I'm just waiting for you to take a shot. Here it is. There it is, right there. You know, I'll take one with you. I'll take one with you. Jim Beam Peach. But no, I I do not think that uh, Antonio Brown deserves another shot in the NFL. Um, And it. I, I mean, the guy has proven so many times that he is a douchebag. He's a head case. Um, and, and he's just not fit to play in the NFL anymore. I, agree. I mean, he's not fit to join society almost. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'll hopefully he's on his way out of society. Here's to Antonio Brown not playing with Tom Brady. Cheers, Ben. Cheers. I'm just going to take a shot because I feel like it because I'm at home. I'm not driving anywhere. Ex- I'm in quarantine. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, that is disgusting. Oh, uh, you know, just Jim Beam fire. Yeah, the peach is disgusting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a handoff on the peach for the fire. <laughs> next time, next time I'm at your house. Ooh, ooh. All right. Next up, Franny. Uh, as many of you know that have been following this podcast for a period of time, uh, we have been going through the NFL's top 100. Uh, we went through quarterbacks. Uh, we went through safeties we went through a bunch of other players but this was the nfl all-time 100 team that was announced during the season this year uh, and we are finally up to the tight ends uh, i think this has been an interesting you know run through some of these players and you know Franny, i mean what do you think about what we've done so far we've gone through the the quarterbacks the wide receivers the linebackers the running backs and the safeties were up to the tight ends uh you know i, I i'd say that we had some significant disagreements so far with with some of the choices by the NFL. What do you think about uh, what do you think about that so far? No, I, I completely agree. I mean, all, all the guys in the black and white photos um, that have leather helmets, uh, they they don't deserve uh, you know to be um, uh, you know right at the same level as some of these other guys from the you know the eighties, nineties, and onwards. Um, I mean the, the 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 talent level is is just not the same. I mean it's it, it, that makes absolutely no sense. And like you said so many times, I was just trying to be really smart with this whole thing, uh, but nobody remembers the guys from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and and you know they shouldn't. I mean the, the, those guys, their skill level is is nothing close to the athletes that we have on the field right now. Yes, they smoke more packs of cigarette a day than touchdowns scored yeah. on Sunday. Uh, but I think we pro- we probably won't have that many disagreements uh, on this one. Uh, so well, I'm looking at some of the snubs because that's all, I, I can't see the, the screen right now what you're looking at, but I can see some of the snubs on the agenda here, and I and that's pretty shocking. So we got Mike Ditka. I think uh, I think most people would agree with Mike Ditka. We got Tony Gonzalez of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a hard one to argue with. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, another hard one to argue with. Uh, John Mackey, 1963 to 1972. Uh, don't know much about John Mackey. And Kellen Winslow of your San Diego Chargers, 1979 to 1987. Uh, How how are you going to have Kellen Winslow, but not the other snub on the list right there, Ben? Yeah, I mean, the snubs that Franny and I uh, have on our snub list are Antonio Gates, 
Jason how, how Witten. How Antonio Gates up there? Yeah, I mean, he played for. Didn't is he still? Did he retire finally? I played for like sh- seventeen years. He was playing last year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Keller Winslow. I mean, he had a couple great, great years. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I, I think you gotta have Antonio Gates. Uh, or Jason Witten up there above Kelly. I mean, even Jason. I mean, Jason Witten's got what two rings, three wings. How many rings does he have? Jason Witten. Yeah, he's got two, doesn't he? With who? With the Cowboys. He wasn't there during any of those. <laughs> oh, actually, no, he wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's been yeah, quite you know, a long you, time, man. You know, since uh, the Cowboys have have won anything. Man, you don't give anybody Jason, Jason a break Witten over was, there. Jason Witten was ten years old, but <laughs> that's true. When they won. Uh, but I mean, I I don't quite understand uh, Kellen Winslow over Antonio Gates, or Sh- I mean, even Shannon Sharp was an amazing player to watch. Uh, but I think Antonio Gates deserves to be in there. What do you think? Oh man, for sure. I mean, Antonio Gates. I mean, um, you know, we we, I, we always make fun of Sonya. We do. We absolutely do. In the fantasy league that one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what, she she didn't pick Antonio Gates, but it automatically yeah. picked Antonio Gates. Uh, you know, as her as her first yeah, pick. Yeah, the overall. auto draft. The auto draft, and uh, we we still make fun of her to this day. But I mean, you know, he he he's had quite the career in the NFL. I mean, I would definitely have him on that list. And and it's uh, it's it's really a travesty that they don't have him on there. And 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 you know, they have Kellen Winslow. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Not that Kellen Winslow is terrible. No, but I mean, is it two TDs, nine TDs, ten TDs, six, eight, two, zero, five, three? I mean, those were his touchdowns over the course of his career. Last three seasons in the in the league: five hundred nineteen yards, seven hundred twenty-eight yards, three hundred eighteen yards, six hundred sixty-three yards. I mean, Antonio Gates has been a stud for the majority of his career. I, I just think Antonio Gates should be in there above, um, yeah, above Kellen Winslow. I agree with Franny. Can you hear me? Are you were kind of freezing up on me. Are you good now? Yep. Can, are, is the sound coming in good? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody's on the internet these days, I think. I think the bandwidth is being stretched to its capacity. Everybody's stuck, I, I, everybody's stuck I, in the house. I'm not sure what's going on, but... <laughs> All right, you want to take... Not enough bandwidth to go around for everybody. Yeah, exactly. All right, we just got one more story before we move on to the next subject. Can you hear me, Franny? Uh, you're it's bouncing around. All right, we'll just finish this one last story. Uh, the Olympics, Franny. The Olympics. This is not an NFL story, but I just wanted to get your take on this. the The 2020 Summer Games have been postponed indefinitely, but at least until the summer of 2021. What say you about the Olympics, our worldwide sports gathering where we all put our differences aside in the interest of competition, of athletic competition, is postponed. The one feel-good, the real feel-good story of 2020 that could have been is postponed to 2021. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think it's the right move uh, right now only because we don't know how long uh, this whole coronavirus thing is going to go. Um, you know, the, the athletes need time to prepare, obviously, um, you know, not everybody has qualified just yet, but for the, for the, for the, uh, the athletes that have qualified for the Olympics, I mean, they, they still need, uh, you know, time to prepare, um, for the games and, uh, you know, it's, it'll, it'll be moved to 2021. It's just, uh, you know, it sucks for those, 
athletes that are sort of on the cusp that, you know, where this might have been their last Olympics, where they're getting to that age uh, where they're just not able to perform. I mean, there, there's, you know, once you get into your thirties or, or, you know, from the late twenties into your thirties, if somebody is 29 going to 30, there's actually a huge difference between, you know, 29 and 30 in your athletic ability this year compared to your athletic ability next year. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it sucks for those athletes, but I think that ultimately the, the Olympic committee, uh, made the right choice in moving the Olympics to, to 2021. I'm not sure exactly what day it'll start, when it'll start in the summer of 2021, not exactly sure which, and it could be early, uh, 20 or early summer of 2021. So, I mean, it was supposed to start pretty late this year. Um, uh, but it's usually June to July. This was actually July 24th was this year, yeah. uh, which is a late start. But, um, you know, maybe next year they can start just a little bit early. Um, if, if, uh, you know, if, 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 if they're able to, I hope so. Uh, so the, you know, and everyone that knows me that, that, you know, that, that knows my, my sports, you know, uh, my likes and dislikes. I love track and field. I'm really going to miss the swimming events and the track and field events. Uh, and I tend to tape a lot of the more obscure, you know, the javelin, the pole vault, uh, the shot put. I mean, I, you don't get to see that very often. And, and I really like a lot of those events and I'll, I'll be really sad. Uh, but the, the orgy that is the Olympic village will be postponed this year. And that may have played some role in it because apparently it's quite a, uh, hormone fest in the Olympic village, but it's pretty sad. Uh, but I agree. Uh, they should definitely, yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I love the Olympics, Ben, just like you love the Olympics. Um, but, you know, it'll be back next year. We'll be able to enjoy it next year. So thank God they're not just, you know, canceling it. Like, I hope they don't cancel the NBA season um, because I want to see the Lakers win another championship. So I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, they but haven't won any yet. Back, uh, you know, next year and you'll be able to enjoy uh, you know, the, the, the triple jump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and the hammer throw. Yeah, I love the hammer throw. I love all those events because you just don't get to see them very I, often. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like like rowing. I enjoy watching rowing. You oh know, hell I, yeah! You know, it's something you don't really watch that often. Um, but you know, you, you can get behind these guys and some of the stories, and and I'm sure you know these sorts of stories will play into the Olympics next year, and and these guys that have their last shot, another one year older, and you know we'll see how things go next year. But I'm I'm glad that it's not canceled completely we'll still be able to enjoy it next year yeah exactly all right folks uh we'll be right back with our next story we're going to take a quick break make sure everything is going well with our audio video or at least our audio uh so hold tight we'll be right back All right, everybody, we are back. Franny is off the iPhone and on to the iPad. Uh, Franny, what is next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out there. I'm sure you have some promos. I do indeed. All right, the first promo that we have is from the Touchdowns and Tangents podcast. Hold tight for their promo, folks. Are you tired of the same old sports media? Are you tired of hot takes, arguments, and questions that are just completely off base? Luckily, we have something for you. Touchdowns and tangents. 
of the people, for the people, by people, who care about the culture and all its concise commentary. All right, folks, that is the Touchdowns and Tangents podcast. This is a live broadcast from beautiful Hawthorne, California. This is a podcast that brings you weekly NFL takes, topical tangents for NFL nerds, casual sports fans, and always some discussion of culture. The dynamic duo on this podcast, both journalists talk about football, community, hip-hop, life, and whatever else comes up. Get a link to their website in the show notes. Also get a link to their Twitter feed at TDs, TDS underscore tangents on Twitter. We'll be right back with one more promo. Hey guys, Tim here from the Across the Pond at Full 10 Yards. Newsflash, we love the game just as much as you guys do. We cover everything from NFL, XFL, college, fantasy football, uh, and everything in between as well, both on podcasts and written content over at Full10Yards.com. Come check us out, we won't let you down. At Full10Yards on Twitter. But just remember, make sure you bring an opinion. All right, folks, that is the full 10 yards podcast every yard counts on this podcast they give you everything from american football the nfl college football brit ball fantasy football and sports betting galore you can find them at full 10 yards.com that's full 10 one zero yards.com and you can also find them on twitter at full 10 yards please check these guys out touchdowns and tangents touchdowns and tangents as well as the full 10 yards podcast. We both fully endorse these shows. They are great, great shows, very different shows, but also very, very well done shows. And like us, they do this for the love of the game, for the love of football and for the love of discussing football. They don't do it for money. They do it for the love of the sport. And we truly, truly appreciate it. Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our tag team news, our thirst and goal news. Your Steelers, my Eagles, and Sanya's Seahawks. All right. First up, what would you like to take first, Franny? How about we... the volume? uh, (laughs) It's up there. It's up there. We switched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've switched to... I'll go back to the phone. <laughs> we... In just a little bit. We've switched to the iPad from the iPhone. Uh, just bear with us, folks. We are doing our best over here to bring you everything thirst and goal. Uh, so we did have a little bit of uh, Eagles news. Malcolm Jenkins, longtime safety of the Philadelphia Eagles, did not want to leave. Uh, wrote a letter on the Players Tribute website, Philly. Can we still be friends? He essentially personified everything that it means to be a Philadelphia Eagle. He wrote a several paragraph uh, goodbye to the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not sure if Franny had a chance uh, to read it, but he was very thankful for his time in Philly, wanted to thank the fans and essentially ask the fans if he personified what it means to be an Eagle. Uh, It was a very, very, very heartfelt goodbye to the Eagles organization and to the Eagles fans. And I'm just wondering uh, what Franny's thoughts are on leaving the man, the myth, the legend that is Malcolm Jenkins. 
No, I mean, having him the last couple of seasons uh, was a blessing because he was the only guy that didn't really, you know, he didn't get injured. I mean, he played every single snap on defense, on special teams. I mean, he did everything that was asked of him. He did, uh, you know, he won, he won, you know, our only Super Bowl, basically. I'm going to take off his headphones because I can't really listen <laughs> to, uh, to myself all muffled inside these headphones. So I can't hear my playback on these. Um, but no, I mean, Malcolm Jenkins was a, was a great player and, and, uh, you know, he's, he's thankful that he was with the Eagles. And I think every single Eagles fan out there, uh, thanks him for every single play, every single snap. And, uh, he'll, he'll always be one of the, uh, one of the memorable players that did win are the first Super Bowl uh, for the Eagles. Yes, I totally agree. And I am going to miss Malcolm Jenkins, not as much as Philly fans will miss Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins, but I will miss him as well. Uh, another little bit of tidbit from the Eagles news is where are the receivers? Where for art thou Philadelphia Eagles receivers? The Philadelphia Eagles made several offseason moves to bolter a defense that got torched this year for large stretches of the season. And following the first phase of free agency, many Philadelphia Philly fans or Philadelphia Eagle fans are left asking one question. What are we going to do about the wide receivers uh, with a glaring need at the positions at the position? The Eagles have haven't dipped their toe in the wideout market as of yet. Even as prices have shrunk in the second wave of free agency, talked about Robbie Anderson earlier in the show, general manager Howie Roseman told Eagles insiders that he's looking to upgrade the position, but he hasn't hasn't found a good fit yet. Uh, Roseman said it's hard to do everything in free agency. It's hard to fix everything that you want to fix in one free agency period. Listen, let's be transparent about it. We need better play from that position. There's no doubt about it. Injuries decimated the Eagles receiving cores last season with Deshaun Jackson appearing in just three games, Alshon Jeffrey playing in just 10 games. And by the end of the campaign, Carson Wentz's top wideout target was former college quarterback, Greg Ward. Friday, what say you about the Eagles not making big moves in free agency at the receiver position, the one position that killed them and torched them all last year? They were unlucky with uh, with injuries, but yeah, I mean, just losing Nelson Aguilar in free agency—that's almost uh, like addition of a subtraction. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, and, and you know, Alshon Jeffrey is still with the Eagles. Uh, you know, Zach Ertz—I know he's a tight end, but he plays just like a receiver. I mean, Dallas Goddard is also uh, one of those types of players who has very good hands for a tight end. Um, you know, Greg Ward is still there. Uh, I, I think in the first round, they're probably gonna go out and, and, and get the top wide receiver on the board. And there's still, you know, time to bolster um, the the wide receiving core with some depth. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking, you know, to go out there and, and pay, you know, a hundred million dollars like the Dallas Cowboys did for Amari Cooper. Um, you know, I, I think the, the, the players that we have right there are right now are, are good. Um, but, and, and, you know, I think, I think we're just going to add a few more guys here and there, but I, th- I think the move so far in free agency for the Eagles have been great. I like what they've done with the defense so far and adding depth to the secondary and also to, uh, to the defensive line. So, you know, I, I think so far I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about the Eagles, you know, receiving court. Really? That's interesting. I mean, that's interesting to hear. I mean, because your starting receivers next year will be who? At the beginning of the season, Alsh- <laughs> right now, Alshon. I mean, we're paying Alshon Jeffrey a lot of money. I mean, it, you know, 
we talked about him moving to a different team. Um, but he's, you know, he's with the Eagles right now. He's making a ton of money. It's, it's really not easy to get rid of his contract. And if he happens to be, um, you know, our go-to receiver, then, then so be it. And we'll see what happens, uh, you know, in, in, in the first round of the draft. I'm sure they're looking to get a wide receiver there. So to have Alshon and whoever they get in the first round, you know, plus, uh, Ertz plus Ward plus, uh, Dallas Goddard, you know, if, if that's what it is, that's what it is. And, and, uh, Miles Sanders can catch the ball out of the backfield, yeah, yeah. uh, just as well as any running back. And so, are, I'm not too worried. And, and also, Boston Scott. Boston Scott did an excellent job at the end of the season, and uh, he could also catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and I mean, this is a, a crazy deep defensive offseason for the Eagles. Uh, linebacker, nose tackle, safety, 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 cornerback, cornerback, quarterback, but a, a two cornerbacks, three safeties, a nose tackle, and a linebacker, all in free agency. I think that Howie Roseman got the point that the defense did not play well for major stretches of the game or of the season last year. Uh, I mean, but it's a really wide receiver deep draft this year. So I think there might be some, uh, some nice little morsels for the Eagles, not even in the first round, but in the later rounds as well. Uh, next up we have Zach Ertz. Finally, the Eagles made a move on this past Thursday to keep Zach Ertz in Philadelphia beyond this season. The team has picked up the Eagles tight ends 2021 contract option and they are undergoing contract negotiations on an extension with Ertz right now. He'll make $8 million this season, scheduled to make $8.25 million next season, but they are allegedly in long-term contract talks with Carson Wentz' favorite target, Zach Ertz. What do you think about locking this guy up for a long time, Ronnie? And, and a fan favorite, too. I mean, every everybody loves Zach Ertz. I mean... Um, you know, he, he's definitely, you know, probably one of the best, uh, you know, tight ends in the league right now. It's a top three, uh, tight ends with, uh, with, with, uh, with B and, um, uh, another tight end out there, Ben. Oh, with, uh, <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. Oh, there, there you go. Now you can hear me. Uh, oh, I'm taking off. I took off my head. With Travis, Travis Kelsey. I can hear you right now. Uh, Travis Kelsey. And Ertz and. Of uh, uh, San Francisco, I, I, I start forgetting players' uh, names. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, Kittle out there too. Um, no, but I mean, he's definitely a, he's definitely somebody that I want to keep with the Eagles long term. You know, for the, his entire career, basically. Uh, you know, he, he's um, he has he has he's not the best blocker out there, but uh, he for for a tight end, uh, he does you know pretty much play like a wide receiver, and he has some great hands. And I definitely want to see him with the Eagles for his entire career. Yeah, I agree. I'm really happy to hear this. I mean, hopefully they can lock him up to maybe a five-year contract uh, that at least gets him through the 2025-2026 season. Uh, I'm really, really happy just as a as a fan of our tag teams on the show that they're able to lock this guy up because without him, it would have been a tough season, even down the stretch last year after he broke his rib uh, and uh, suffered, I think it was uh, the, his kidney or his liver that was... Yeah, lacerated, uh, lesser, lacerated kidney. Yeah, I mean, and he played through that into the playoffs. Uh, so that's the kind of guy you want on your team. Uh, next up, we have a little bit of news for the Steelers, and then I'm going to try to see if we can get. Uh, there she is, Sonia Stormer. Stop. She's connecting the to the audio. Ah, she's connecting. Oh, she's there fine. is Sonia. Can you hear us, Sonia, from the living room? 
Can you hear us, Sonia? Are you able to hear us? Oh, you can't hear us? I don't know why she can't hear us. All hey, right. Can you hear us now? I can hear you. There we oh, go. Okay, there there she, is. she is. All right, Sonia. We were just about, we're, we, uh, we, we got through the NFL news. We got through uh, our promos, and we are into the tag team news. We just talked about the Eagles. And we're about to move on to the Steelers, and I actually want to hear your input on the Steelers as well as uh, the Seahawks. We're coming up on a little bit of Seahawks news before we get into our feel-good story and then our drinking portion of the show. Uh, But first up, Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, Sonya's favorite player, feels good. Six months removed from elbow surgery on his throwing arm, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger said he has no doubt that he'll be able to come back and play well and play great this season. In an interview with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Roethlisberger expressed confidence in his ability to return from his elbow injury. Roethlisberger said, I'm throwing without pain for the first time in years. Some games I would just have a little pain. Some games I would have a lot of pain. But in the New England game and the Seattle game last year, it was too much to be able to throw without pain now that feels nice that's a nice feeling i know i'm going i'm not getting any younger but i feel younger because i don't have any pain his personal backups the coincident the confidence that general manager kevin colbert has expressed in him means a lot to ben roethlisberger what do you think about big ben coming back at full strength at tom brady levels at patrick mahomes levels next year Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It could be. You think he can play at the same level as Pat, as, as somebody in their 20s? I He's think so. 40? I think so. I'm interested. I'm really interested to hear uh, what Franny and Sonia have to say about this. Sonia, what say you? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Bob Roethlisberger. <laughs> Sonia, what do you think? You know, can you hear me? Oh yeah. Yeah. I said bless his heart. Oh, so you're not uh, optimistic? Or you just don't want to say anything negative during the uh during the coronavirus outbreak? Uh, yeah, I think I think Sun is taking the high road right now, Ben. She doesn't want to talk shit about your quarterback. Is that what it is? You're just gonna you're gonna Yeah, because I think I have to play you guys, right? This season, yes. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. So Rather I mean I, I you know, I don't want to hurt him or anything. Well, Clowney might be on the team. So, I mean, maybe Roethlisberger ought to sit that one out. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We do yeah. have. We, we, I, I, I definitely do wish uh, Ben Roethlisberger the best. And I want to see Ben Roethlisberger throw for another 5,000 yards uh, this season and, uh, you know, be at the top of the AFC because my favorite team in the AFC, Ben, the Pittsburgh, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. So thank you, Franny, for the vote of confidence. Thank you, Sonia, for not saying all the negative things out loud that I know are in your head right now. None. None. Well, now you guys have the chance to to take uh, over the AFC. I hope so. I mean, Tom. I mean, Frana and I are always, you know, competing for for the the throne on the on the uh, NFC side. So. There's no one stopping you now. I mean, you used to complain about, you know, the Patriots. You can't win the the uh, the championship because of the Patriots. But now what's your excuse? 
uh, well, the season hasn't started yet, so we're, I'm not going to make any excuses <laughs> yet. Uh, yeah, tennis elbow, tennis elbow. Right? No, no, tennis there won't be any. He's going to come out elbow. there with the beard and he's going to be throwing darts <laughs> down the field. <laughs> Looks like a Neanderthal. Oh, Anyways. it's a beautiful thing. Okay. At least he's not out taking selfies 24 hours a day like Russell Wilson. All right, next up. Because uh, Russell Wilson looks good taking selfies. Oh, it's always good to have Sonia's perspective back on the show. All right, next uh. up. <laughs> next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Quentin Dunbar, Sonia, cornerback. Quentin Dunbar wanted out of Washington, and he wanted a trade. He wanted a release, and he has got what he was looking for, a trade to the Seattle Seahawks. Sonia, what say you about sending a fifth-round pick to the Washington Redskins for cornerback Quinton Denbar? I I don't have anything. I I have to I have to see him on our team. Have to see how he fits. I mean, he's a pretty good corner uh, by all accounts. I've always liked Dunbar. Uh, you know, he played for Washington for a long time, so. You know, I mean, it is what it is in Washington. I mean, you can't really judge a book by its cover in Washington, but I think it's a nice trade. And you didn't... it's only a it's only a fifth round. You don't really lose much either. Only a fifth round pick. I mean, I I, I think uh, you know for the talent that's left in the fifth round, I think Dunbar is probably better than anything you'd be able to find or scrounge up in the fifth round. The, the, but the real question is, are you worried about Kylo Ren, Frane? Because you look like. <laughs> <laughs> Franis just put his hoodie on. I feel as if the emperor is worried that he's going to be overthrown by Kylo Ren on our podcast as we speak. All right, next up. I, I, got, I got a little clear out in the garage. I didn't expect it to be this cold in the garage, but uh, you know, I, I, might, I might have to grab, grab a, a, a space heater or something over here. You know, right. you know we, what we say, man, about podcasts and where they should be recorded. Podcast about the NFL should be recorded outside where the NFL should be played and podcast should be recorded, <laughs> even if the audio is terrible. Yeah, outside or in, <laughs> or in the garage. People listening in their car right now, their mothers are saying, shut that thing off. I can't hear them. Uh, Sonia, next up, Jadavion <laughs> Clowney. I'm so glad to have you both on the show for this. Jadavion Clowney rejects a multi-deal, a multi-year deal from the Miami Dolphins worth $17 million per season. Allegedly, Clowney wants $20 million or more, preferably from the Seattle Seahawks. Sonia, what say you about giving 3.5 sacks $20 million a year? He's got 3.5? No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't think they should. I... I, I... Look, uh, I, I, he, he's a lot of hype. I'd rather give more money to, to, to someone else than, than Jadavian Clowney. After seeing what he's capable of, I mean, taking out a poor <laughs> defense, <laughs> <quarterback>. defenseless, <laughs> defenseless. Um, I, I, I did not like that. I, I don't, I'll, you know, what, what's really interesting is a lot of people think that the Seattle Seahawks are probably one of the dirtiest teams out there. And, and maybe they are, maybe they are, you know, I, I probably watch them through rose colored glasses, but um, I don't like having that, 
on me. And if Jadavian Clowney is the person that's bringing that to the team, I want him off. I don't believe that they should pay him $20 million. But he did turn down the 17 with Miami, and it sounds like the Jets are really looking at him. Yeah, I mean, if the Jets were to sign him, that would be one stacked defense on the edges. Franny, what do you think about uh, – well, I'm always high on the Jets. But, Franny, what do you think about uh, turning down $17 million on a multi-year wow. contract with the Dolphins, who are the Dolphins who are stacking up? They got their shopping cart full in Miami. And I, I, I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a huge mistake on his part. We talked about this earlier in the show, too. I mean, I, I don't think he's worth 17, 18, 19. I, I didn't think he wanted $20 million because he's not even worth anything close to $20 million, uh, especially with his production this year with the, with the Seahawks. Um, you know, I mean, three, what, three and a half sacks? Yep. But he does that's, create that's, a lot of disruption. Yeah, pretty much what he had. I mean, three and a half sacks. Yeah, whatever. Not not twenty million dollars worth of disruption, though. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think he's worth close closer to uh, you know to you know maybe maybe ten or twelve million dollars. Uh, you know, he, he had he had a a, a, a pretty, his last season with the Texans was you know pretty good, and and if he couldn't you know turn that into a large contract, he's not going to turn this season with the Seahawks into a large contract. Well, the longer he waits, the less money he's going to get. Yeah, and, and well, he's going to get desperate now if yeah, nobody's picking him up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, I, I think he's probably worth about He's 50. like the Dak Prescott, the Dak Prescott of linebackers, you know, Yeah. <laughs> or edge rushers. You know I mean? It's like. He thinks he's worth more than he is. Sonia, next up. And he's not. Holding offense number 65, Seattle Seahawks. The Bears sign fifth-year offensive lineman Jermaine Ifedi, the king of the holding call. Uh, one year, one-year deal from Bye-bye. the Chicago Sun-Times. This, according to the NFL Network, he started 60 games for the Seahawks last four seasons and could get a chance to compete with left tackle <laughs> Charles Leno and right tackle Bobby Massey for a spot in the, in the starting lineup. If Eddie will be 26 going into the season was the 31 overall draft pick in 16. He played every offensive snap for Seattle last season and had 14 accepted holding penalties against him last year. Holding on number 65. Franny, yep. Sonia, yep. how do you feel about that's all you'd hear? I mean, how do you feel about getting rid of a Fetty? God, it was frustrating to watch him. Every time there was a nice, a nice pickup on offense holding number 65. Yep. I, I, you know, look, it, it, it's the same thing as, as, uh, what's his name? Um, oh my God. Uh, Dunbar, whoever, um, Quentin, it, it, Quentin, <laughs> um, we go way back. <laughs> um, I think that every, every player has a, a team that they belong on and he did not belong on the Seattle Seahawks. I think he'd like <laughs> to, but, but he did, he did not belong there. I mean, you're absolutely right. Holding number 65, holding, holding, I bet he holding, holding. I mean, you know, I, I would read all the comments that people would make about, you know, I bet he, and I kind of felt bad for the guy, but you know what? He, he, he screwed my season up, but, um, you know, I, I wish him luck on, on the bears. You know, I like the bears. I've always liked the bears. Um, I, I hope that he could find his home. I just don't want him at my home. So, um, bye-bye. See you later. Farney, any uh, thoughts yeah. on, uh, Jermaine Effetti giving the, the Seahawks back 140 yards of offense? 
No, I, I think that's also addition by subtraction right there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, that's it for the tag team news. Friday, what's next about a big board? Let me get to that right now, Ben. <laughs> Friday's balancing iPads, iPhones. Uh, uh, I know I'm not, I'm not used to this. It's usually right in front of me. But tonight, Ben, next up on the big board once again is the feel-good story. All right, hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our feel-good story. All right, everybody. We are back with our feel-good story, making another appearance this week. We were off last week from the feel-good story because the uh, the show ran a little bit long and this week it's running even longer. Uh, but you know, we love bringing you quality content and we hope you enjoy it as well. Uh, we did have a little bit of news coming out of the NFL related to the COVID-19 pandemic in response to, in response to COVID-19. Some of sports top earners are donating a portion of their wages to help those in need. NFL player J.J. Watt and his wife, Kalia Ohai, a professional soccer player for the Chicago Red Stars, led the way by donating $350,000 to the Houston Food Bank. According to ESPN, the, mon- the money donated by the Houston Texan defensive lineman and Ohai or Ohai was will provide over 1 million meals to those in need. Uh, in an announcement on his local social media platforms as well, Sonia Franny, you will like this. Uh, Drew Brees indicated that he and his wife will be committing $5 million in Louisiana in 2020 via food donations through the various business interests. Luke Johnson of the New Orleans Times Picayune reported. So JJ Watt giving 400K to the food banks in Houston and Drew Brees giving five million dollars to support those who are struggling to obtain food in uh during this crisis what do you think about that uh it's terrible news man (laughs) (laughs) i mean how could these people give all that money for for causes like that it's funny that you always throw it to me and Sonia like what do you guys think about this wonderful story (laughs) well sometimes you know like we had the story you know we had a couple really that's awesome Drew Brees Drew Brees is a is 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 a great guy and and, uh you know JJ Watt um you know also uh he's been he's been I mean these guys have been doing it their entire career it's just not for you know just the the you know the, the the issues that we're going through right now um, with the with the health and, and safety concerns around the country, um, but they've been do, doing this uh, you know their entire career, and it's and it's a good thing, Ben, that you have this segment of the show to recognize these people. Yeah, five million. Thank you, Franny. Five million dollars from Drew Brees and Is Sonya frozen? No, nope, she, she's just ignoring us. She just nod. She nodded her head. There she is. Okay, so- I think she was frozen for a second. Sonia, what do you think about uh, the donations being made by these uh, these gentlemen and their spouses? I, I, you know, I love it. I mean, I, I, I heard about uh, uh, Drew Brees. Um, I think there's been, he was doing an interview with Kathy and Hoda or something like that. And she broke down over it. 
Um, JJ Watt, I did not know about uh, um, the amount that JJ Watt was uh, contributing, but I know that a lot of the NFL players and and owners are, are uh, really stepping up on, you know, a little bit of Seattle, uh, you know, Russell donated 1 million meals to, uh, to fans. Families. And uh, the stadium is uh, an official hospital for non-COVID-19 uh, patients. The stadium, you know the, the stadium up in Seattle. Yeah. What's the name yeah. of that stadium again? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. I I, I always think it's CenturyLink, but I'm not sure if that's right. Is it CenturyLink? Isn't it still Century? Or unless they changed it. Oh, oh wait, 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 no, yeah, yeah. Is it oh, yeah. CenturyLink? No, then it is CenturyLink. It is. Yeah. Isn't yes, it funny how far how far removed we get from the season? The more things we start forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> Friday's like, what who's the quarterback? Who's that, who's that, again? What's that tight end for San Francisco? I mean, he was all Kyle right. Wilson he was all right. He was all right. He's still Luke Wilson, <laughs> but he's all right. All right, Friday. What's next about the big board? Uh, let me pull that up right now. <laughs> I'm dropping off. I'm, dro- up, I'm dropping off a printer at Friday's house next week as well. Yeah, <laughs> He's gonna have I, like. I have a printer. <laughs> it's just that ink is expensive. Um, so this is why we can't get him to do a parlay on the XFL. Send it folks. to me at my work email. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it like everybody else in the country. Um, <laughs> But uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is the shot of the week in honor of Sonia's B-Day. Happy birthday, Sonia. It was your birthday this week. Yeah, it was. (laughs) You sound so excited. I'm partying. <laughs> well, so, I get a do-over here. I mean, Sonia, tell us about how it feels to be, you know, concocting... The shot of the week in Frane's absence and in honor of your momentous birthday this past week spent in quarantine. Yeah, that was. Yeah, right. Um, it was a big one. It's, it's, it, it was a big birthday. That's for sure. I mean, you know, last year was a big one, but this year was even bigger. <laughs> but I get a do over. I get a do over year. OK, so. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we'll just hold off. We'll hold off on you turning a year older this year. <laughs> hey, I'm good with that. I'm good <laughs> with that. Just pause. Just pause yourself, Sonia. <laughs> I'm going to freeze myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, but you concocted the shot of the week, Sonia. It's it's a, a, a cake shot, right? And and what was in the shot? Uh, in the shot was uh, two different vodkas. One was cake vodka, and the other one. Um, was actually whipped cream. I did not have the vanilla. Apologies. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of a 50-50. And then I topped it with some whipped cream. And then, of course, um, you know, because it is the birthday, um, black sprinkles. Oh, was it black? <laughs> it was black sprinkles. <laughs> I didn't even um, see that. I, did you send me a picture, though? You sent me a picture of it, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I sent it to you guys. Yeah, uh, look, right. and, and look ben, for that on our Instagram. Did you have the shot yet? No, I haven't. I know Sonia had it earlier. I have it. I'm sure. I did. I'm giving it to. Ew. <laughs> look at it now. Why does it, look like, <laughs> why does it look like that? Wait. Because the whipped cream. Wait, Sonia, you did this shot already? Yeah. Like right when you guys started. Oh, yeah. God. You see what we have to deal with now? Now that our listeners won't know what Sonia. Now you're going to have to relive the reaction 
to the shot as I do the shot. Yes, go for yeah, it. Ben. All right, so, so here you're, you're going to review. The and there's shot no promise. There's no promise that it's going to taste good now because all that whipped cream sort of like blopped into the. <laughs> and what's in this again? <laughs> Vodka and whipped cream. Now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What else was in it? It's Vodka, whipped cream, and sprinkles. Yep, that's it. Yep. Very simple. Why do I always get the vodka or the rum shots? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Fran had dumbed it down for me. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, uh, okay. What's wrong? Well, okay, okay. Your okay. first impressions, Ben. What, how, how was Sonya's? Uh, and, I, and I dubbed it the nifty, nifty 50s shot, Sonya. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. How uh, do you like that? Here's I what, like it. I like here, it a lot. Here's what I would say in honor of our prior our prior uh guest on the show, Alex. It, it it entered the palate, it was very, very good. It tasted sweet. Uh it had a little bit of um spice, it had a little bit of a tang to it. And I don't think there's any spice. Well, a little, I mean a little, a little bit, but it had something in it, not spice, but a little bit of a that was a, a hint of like arsenic. Uh, but on the end, of, at the end of the shot, it essentially said, "Fuck you, I'm vodka." <laughs> <laughs> I know you were fooled by the whipped cream and the sprinkles, but at the end, it was like, "I'm all vodka" on the way down. Um, and so on the way down, that flavored. It, it was flavored vodka. It was still vodka on the way down. Uh, it was that was pretty. The the the, the finish. Uh, was pretty intensely alcoholic. Uh, I didn't stay yeah. with you for a long time, but it, you could definitely taste the uh, the alcohol going down at the end. But this was an 50, honor. 50. And, and, and Franny, <laughs> you know, just 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 as we as we sit here today, we should probably do, you know, three or four of these in a row <laughs> uh, for Sonia. We should probably have like a a series of nifty fifty shots, just you know, so that as we come out of this COVID nineteen crisis. <laughs> Uh, we Why? can act, we'll, we'll still be celebrating her birthday, and then we can have an actual celebration over here uh, when more, this thing uh, ends. Be fire. <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, Friday's going to do another shot in honor of your birthday. Yay! Might as well. I'm not going anywhere. All right. Yeah. Now Friday gets to live what I live every single week. Unfortunately. There you go. And what is that? What is that? Ben? You don't have to drive anywhere, so you're like, ah, just take another shot. Why not? That's true. You know, I might take another one after this too. <laughs> Franny be sleeping. Yeah, you get a shot. He'll be, you get a shot. He'll be sleeping on a, that. Your neighbor will, will be like chipping golf balls into your head in the morning. <laughs> but Sonia, happy birthday! Thank you. And thank you. Uh, Wait, maybe Sonia. Sonia should probably get a again, shot to do. But whatever your age is another one of those again <laughs> <laughs> sounds good on, go for it on top of what you already are yeah. oh goodness oh we'll get there we'll all get there cheers, cheers. here it goes cheers air peach what apple uh, this one's dream beam fire got it yeah, and as and, uh, and and I would like to say I'll I'll do a peach for you, a half a peach. The uh, I'm really starting to dislike the the vodka shot wasn't enough. Oh, the I needed <laughs> yeah. to taste out of my mouth. The 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 plastic yeah. the plastic Wait. corks in the bottle. 
you know, they don't they don't ever form to the actual shape of the bottle. So every time you take the cork out, you have to jam it back in again. Uh, I really miss the actual cork uh, stoppers that they had in in bottles because they have the, the new ones all have these plastic corks. All right, Sonia, Sonia says, speed it the fuck up. All right, so here's the shot of Jim Bean Peach. Bye-bye. Next up on the big board, All what right. kind of cap do you want at the top of your bottle? <laughs> cork. Cork. I want cork. Cork. All right. All right, now I taste. Now my palate's better. All right, Franny, what is next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week. And Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us on that one. You you, you picked it up today, and uh, I have a little bit of the mason jar right over here that you dropped <laughs> off earlier this afternoon or this morning. Actually, I was shocked at how early you got here. <laughs> Friday came out. He, he Sonia. He literally looked like he had just woken up, and, and I don't I, know if I that's woke true. Ten thirty. <laughs> I had an exhausting last couple of days. All right. <laughs> all right. I guess so. All right. Yeah. This is the George. This is this is the the, the brown of the week is the George Mickle Rye. This uh, is Dickel. Oh, sorry, George Dickel. <laughs> oh, there's this. There's the music in the background. It, you it's got, really really loud. At least to me, it's really really loud. <laughs> This is the George Dickel Rye. Franny is saying, fix that in post. Uh, this is a rye uh, from down in Tennessee. This is a George Dickel Rye whiskey. Uh, the age is rumored to be around five years. The mash bill is 95% rye, 5% malted barley. The color is light copper, uh, and the proof is 90. It's 45% alcohol. George Dickel is known for using only two mash bills. All four of their whiskeys consist of 80, 84% corn, 8% rye, and 8% malted barley, while their single rye product consists of 95% rye and 5% malted barley. Interestingly enough, this rye is distilled by MGP. That is chilled and filtered through charcoal made of sugar maple wood by George Dickel. It is aged in George Dickel warehouses in char number four barrels with a number two head. This is the same char level used for aging Dickel whiskeys. The nose is very approachable and inviting, and it's instantly noticeable. It's sweet notes of vanilla, marshmallow, lightly charred wood, fallen leaves, and a hint of grilled peaches. It's different combination, but one that works well. Uh, surprisingly enough, the hints of rye grain that are present aren't as plentiful as expected for a whiskey with a 95% rye bill. The palate is by misdirection the nose created something that didn't turn out to be there a high rye is instantly quashed in the palate the mouth is flooded with a heavy dose of creamy spiced rye grain the palate has a familiar mgp flavor profile however it's clear that the dickel charcoal filtering process has left its mark the finish the rye carries through to the finish and is consistent throughout after a few moments light hints of white pepper Oak leathery subtleties enter the picture and then subtly uh, exit a few moments later, leaving a dry rye characteristic to chew on for several minutes. The finish contains little to no heat and continues on the trend found in the palette of making this extremely easy to drink. Uh, this is a very good value for money, <laughs> under $25. 
you know, I'm going to ask Sonia to, uh, to come outside with a glass so she can attempt to taste this since she is hiding in the warmth of the country. She's telling me that I am being too loud, <laughs> but podcasts are supposed to be loud. Uh, so Franny, I mean, I, I found this today while well, I've been researching these for a little while, actually these rise and this one for the price, $20 and 99 cents is supposed to be one uh-huh. of the best rise in this price range and is supposed to be something that is priced far more cheaply than it could be. Uh, so I'm really interested to see how this tastes. Sonia, would you, are you, have, do you have any inside there or would you like to come out and taste this? She says, no, she would not like to taste this. The picture she took earlier, she, I said, what happened to the rye that was in the glass? She said, I poured it back in the bottle. All right, Franny, you want to give this a right, taste? Well, Let's give it a shot. Here we go. And uh, the color is beautiful see. copper. I mean, the co- it's a real beautiful copper color. I mean, it's really and nice. The color is really nice. I mean, it's. I mean, look and at it that. It does have. It's really nice. The color actually has a very nice fruity sort of floral scent to it. Actually, compared to other ryes that we've tried. Yeah, I mean, it's it's this, it's this one is much is, different. It's, it's 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 very fruity. It's extraordinarily fruity. In fact, citrus. I mean, maybe a little bit of like a cinnamon. Probably it's ideal if you don't drink it from a mason jar. <laughs> no, I think I think it gives you the, <laughs> the 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 sense that you wouldn't get if you didn't have it in a mason jar. I do get a little bit of charred right. a charred wood, but let's taste it. Yeah, I go. I do get it. It, it smells oaky. A little bit of spice, but uh, Ben, oh wow, get that dick Holy out of your mouth! Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George, your dick will taste so good. <laughs> All right, cheers. Sonia looks disgusted by us both. Oh my god, that's that tastes like uh, that's really a mm. ninety proof. Easy to drink, I yeah, think I mean, it's putting it, is, it mildly. It is smooth. Wow. I've never tasted anything like uh, that. But it's not as spicy as I thought it would be from the aroma. But there's there's an interesting flavor. I just can't put my finger on it. I, I hmm. Well, I mean, I, I don't taste the rye grain at all. At all. You know, Sonia Sonia would know the the flavor. Um, uh, you know, uh, Travaritza. You know what that is, Sonia? I taste the yeah. vanilla and marshmallow. Um, it's, 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 it's almost like that, that sort of spirit, um, distilled in Oasia. I'd, I'd like, it has that distinct sort of, it's, it's very spirity with a little bit of oak. Um, it does and, not taste like a rye or a, or a whiskey at all. Or a bourbon. It, it 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 really doesn't. It, it's it's an interesting flavor. It's grassy. I'll, I'll, no, I mean it. It almost it's, tastes it's, like it's twenty proof. Uh, no, it tastes stronger than that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I get no burn at all on the on the finish. None. I mean, all right. it's, it's I'm, I'm getting a glass. I'll be there. It's, it's, all right, yeah. Sonia's coming out Try to get a glass. Maybe, maybe I'll. 
you'll uh, you'll get what I'm talking about when you try it. I mean, it tastes like uh, this could be Kruskovich or Kruskovich. How do you say that? What's that? Uh, the pear liqueur? Yeah, no, but there's there's this um, sort of distinct flavor that you get from a Croatian. I want to say it's an herbal liqueur. It's stronger than that, um, but it, it's it's uh, it, it's it has it has like a, that's it's it, it tastes too spirity. Like there's too much of that spirit in there still. I, I, I want a little bit more complexity to this. Like yeah. with this, the the scent, the aromas are nice, but when you when it actually goes down, it's 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 okay. Nothing special. Yeah, but leave it to me to find something that tastes like nothing that we've ever tasted before. <laughs> yeah, I mean to me it tastes like it almost tastes like a brandy or a. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't uh, taste like a rye. It doesn't it, it not, taste like, it doesn't taste like a whiskey. Rye. It doesn't taste like a bourbon. I mean, it's, I mean, I could, I could drink this like water. I mean, it, it's so easy to drink. Like the aromas are are fruity, oaky, semi citrusy. But then when you drink it, it's like I expected it, it to it hit doesn't, the aroma. Sonia, what do you think? I can hear, uh, I can hear our dog scraping on his dog bed in there. <laughs> It's easy to drink. I mean, I mean it, it, there's I mean, no. I could drink this mm. almost like water. Well, it's pretty good. Uh, 90 proof. You could drink a lot like. What's that, Sonia? I said you could drink a lot like water. Thank you. That's a skill. <laughs> As the world is collapsing around us, that might not be a bad trait to have. <laughs> but it, I mean, it, it it it's really sweet. I mean, it's really sweet. Yeah, but the the flavor like disappears. It just completely disappears. Like you you like I mean, other it, other rice. It, it sort of lingers, but this one it just disappears once you, it hits your palate. Gone. Yeah, but other rides that we've that we've tried, they have that, you know, sort of bitterness to them. Whereas this one is 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 a little bit sweeter. Uh, but I, I I just just from the 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 aromas, I expect a little bit more oakiness, a little bit more woodiness to it. But it doesn't even have that though. No, nope. it, it, it's it's really it's 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 extremely fruity, and um, and that's not something that you know that I expected just from the aroma. So, some fruitiness, but I was expected a little bit of like you know, burnt wood in there. It's underwhelming to me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the uh, ratings were wrong. But yeah, no, I, mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's interesting. It has an interesting flavor. Unlike uh, any of the other rides that we've tried. All right. We are in a unique situation here tonight. What's that? Because we are going to get three ratings on this particular <laughs> ride. Normally we've had two for the past several weeks. So, on our thirst and goal rating scale, zero to ten, Sonia, what say you? I don't know about four. Damn, below five. Franny, <laughs> I'm I'm just above Sonia. I would give this a five out of ten. I don't know, Ben. 
Ben went out into the world to get this. I almost feel this. I almost feel ashamed he battled that I, that his I way into total wine. Uh, this is a ten out of ten. Damn it for Ben. I, I I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, wow, I'm, I'm surprised, Ben, that your that your 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 rating is so low on this. It just it doesn't taste like a bourbon. It doesn't taste like a like a. I mean, it it, it I'm telling you, it tastes like a liqueur to me. It, it really tastes like a sweet, like a sweet, uh, not a even. A, they need to relabel it. Like a brandy, like a. It, it, I mean, it doesn't I feel taste like, like a rye. No, I feel like there should be crystals of sugar around the outside of the glass. <laughs> it, it's it's very very sweet. It's very sweet. That that would be really good. Like a little sugar <laughs> stick inside of it. That would be really good. But when you smell that it, would make it. You, you smell, it smells sugary it. and citrusy, but you expect there to be a little bit of a pop when you drink it, yep. but there's none. Nothing. I, I, I expect, um, you know, just a, a little more oakiness, uh, you know, some of that, some of the barrel flavor coming through, but you don't really get that from this yeah i was looking forward to the to, to the creosote the charcoal the charred barrels all of that but i didn't get any of it uh no 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 creosote no i don't i don't think you should expect that from this <laughs> <laughs> oh my all right folks what's you guys ready to move on or no yeah all right friday what's next up on the big board next up on the big board ben is our beer of the evening, which uh, Ben also picked up earlier today and dropped off a can for myself to try. And Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us. I do, but I'm going to have to hold the podcast for a second while I go in the house and get this chilled can of Santa Monica Brew Works beverage. Uh, so everybody hold tight. We'll be right back with our beer taste of the week. All right, we're back, and I'm sad that I'm the one saying that we're back because Frane normally does this. Hopefully next week he'll be back on doing the honors. Frane, we have a beer taste of the week this week. Are you excited about this particular beer? Well, I'm excited that we can try the same beer. Uh, this week, last week, I wasn't able to try the beer that you had. Um, what was it? I can't remember what it was. Uh, there was a Samuel Smith's. I can't oh, remember. Samuel, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so this week we have the Santa Monica Brew Works Santa Monica PCH Golden Milk Porter. This is the first and only full service brewery in Santa Monica. They have a taste room. They have a brewery. They have a restaurant. Uh, and this is the PCH Golden Milk Porter. It's pale chocolate Heaven. It gets its rich color from unroasted malt, finished with Madagascar vanilla beans, a touch of chamomile, and over 100 pounds of cocoa nibs per batch. Velvety milk chocolate gives way to a restrained bitterness and a silky, sweet honey finish. 6% alcohol by volume from beautiful Santa Monica, California. Sonia is not going to partake in this particular beer taste, but Franny has it right in front of him, and I want to hear what he has to say about it. All right, Ben, cheers. If you can hear that scratching, that is our dog. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And just the aromas, Ben, what would you say? It's it's almost like, uh, and I was telling Sonia, 
it's almost like a um there's like a skunkiness to it but then it's also like you get a, a, little, a little bit that, that dark chocolate as well i'm surprised at how light the color is the color is when it said porter i mean i know, I know it said golden porter but notwithstanding i didn't it's expect it to be that lighter that light cheers babe All from right. miles away cheers from five miles away here we go <laughs> Oh, wow. It's very smooth. It has a thicker mouthfeel than I expected. I'm sure it does. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> uh, get your dickle it's, away from me. <laughs> no, but it, it is, it is, it has that, that creepy. <laughs> so I'm just cringing of, like, now I know why I stopped coming on the podcast every week. <laughs> no, but it has a nice creaminess with almost like a milk chocolatey finish to it. Yeah, the smell is actually and, and not great. Little, the smell, the smell is not that great because it has that skunkiness to it. But once you drink it down, it is it is smooth. It is sort of you know creamy and milky, uh, and and has that sort of you know milk chocolate finish to it. Wow, I, mean, I like it. Very easy to drink. Mm-hmm. I was only it's it's I'm surprised that it's only six percent alcohol. Uh, for a porter, I would expect it to be a little bit higher. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, I like it. I mean, it's got a complexity. It's got a little bit of a, uh, a chocolatiness, a little, a little creaminess to it. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's actually really creamy. <laughs> Should I leave the two of you alone? Well, I was walking through, I mean, and I know, I mean, I, I'm trying you got a little bit on your lips right there, Ben. I was trying to keep, <laughs> when I went to Total Wine today, I was trying to keep, the spirit of Franny alive and I know he likes the rye. So I got the rye that I thought was good. And, and I, and I know he likes the local breweries. Like, you know, we, we tried the eight one eight, we tried the San Fernando brewing, the El Segundo. Uh, so I saw that there was one that was in Santa Monica that was, you know, fairly expensive. So I, I thought it would be good. And, and so I was trying to keep with the spirit of, of our podcast. So I picked this one up and it's really, really good. I mean, I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked. There's not another another brewery in Santa Monica. No, it is. It is actually. It's. It's. It is. It's good. I mean, I, you know, I, I expected other qualities from the beer, uh, but from the flavors that I'm getting, it's. 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 Um, it's interesting. I mean, it seems like something that you can sip on for, you know, for for a fairly long time. I mean, I, I you know, I wouldn't down a lot of them, but you know, I could have one or two cans of this stuff, um, but. Uh, yeah, it's good, Ben. What would you rate this? On our Thirsting Goal rating scale of 0 to 10, I would give this a... Sonia is you know, giving me a shrug. So I would say... Six. Eight. An eight? Because of what it wow. is. Because it because it because it's, it's a complex porter. Um, we haven't had anything like this before. It's thick. It's creamy. It has a beautiful chocolatey, velvety, <coughs> vanilla sort of feel to it when you taste it. The smell's disgusting, but the taste is beautiful. I give it a eight. Frane, I think it's going to be lower than mine. Um, not much lower though, man. I, you know, I, I would say it's uh, it's seven. I like Ooh. it more than I thought I would, especially after smelling it. I thought it was going to, you know, uh, have a a, a danky uh, sort of. 
uh, taste as well, but it, it actually, it, it's, it's much better than it smells. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's seven out of 10, but you know, I can't see myself throwing back a whole bunch of these. And if only Sonia had tasted this, we would know how it tastes. Nope. Um, <laughs> she she said, know, oh yeah. Cause I'm honest. <laughs> Well, when Sonia uh, is back, when, you know, when this whole thing is over and we're back on the podcast every single week as a group, uh, you know, we'll do another Prosecco taste or another uh, champagne taste for you. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> nah, nah, it's all good. <laughs> But, uh, you know, to all it's our all good, man, to all of our. Uh, yeah. And actually next week, you know, Sonny and I are going to catch up on Better Call Saul. And because I think Franny, you're all caught up, correct? Oh, uh, yeah. So Sonny and I are going to catch up not. Uh, because the NFL news is going to peter out sort of as we as we move through the offseason. So we'll, we'll have a little bit of coverage of Better Call Saul as that season wraps up. Uh, but the important thing is for all of our listeners out there in the world and they are all over the world to know that uh, Sonia had a birthday this week and was unable to celebrate it in the way that we would have liked given the fact that we're all sort of trapped inside. So to the extent that you can wish our, you know, our esteemed co-host a happy birthday on Twitter, Instagram, or in your heart, we would hope that you would do so uh, because all of those out there that celebrated something important this week, probably didn't get to celebrate it in the way that they would have liked to have celebrated it. And over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So we have, we'll have something amazing planned uh, for Sonia. Once this thing ends, Franny and I will move the earth and the moon itself to get you (laughs) the birthday that you deserve. But this was a, this was a tough week for folks that were celebrating important milestones. uh, Sonia being one of them. So I hope that everyone out there understands that, uh, you know, that it's important to celebrate these folks once they're, once this whole thing passes. Oh, well, that was very kind of you. Thank you. Afrani's nodding as if we can hear that. Until- <laughs> <laughs> well, you can obviously see it, Ben. <laughs> I can see. Uh, and for the record, uh, uh, Sonia earlier tonight mentioned how clean that your garage is. <laughs> so I would uh, I would hope that you could make your garage much dirtier for the next podcast so that you don't set the expectations so high. <laughs> Not that clean. Well, I mean, we can actually fit you know a car in the garage. Then that's true. That's no, true. Two <laughs> two cars. Two cars in the garage. Um, Dude, that's what that's what it's built. But yours is built for two as well, Ben. Well, thank it's goodness. Thank goodness it's an office. You're never going to use. Thank goodness it's an office right now. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, this week would have been a little bit tough. Uh, and Lauren was in the back. Our, our daughter was in the back room using her laptop for school. Sonia was in the in the office using her laptop for work, and I was in the garage using my laptop for work. So it would have the garage came in handy this week. Well, in all fairness, one of the cars is really small, so <laughs> so it's easy to fit too. But Ben, me and Sonia have been telling you for years, you can fit a car in there. That is true. <laughs> that is true. But a person's hideaway is more important. <laughs> Sonia, do you have anything else to say to our listeners before we sign off? No, not at all. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know, whoever is. <laughs> I know it's tough. 
uh, hang in there. Stay home. <laughs> Stay home so then eventually we can go out. <laughs> but no, thank you, though. <laughs> Franny. Uh, no, thank, thank you for listening. And I mean, obviously, these aren't the ideal conditions uh, to be recording a podcast, you know, miles away with, you know, basically, uh, 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 you know, half of a plastic uh, bottle <laughs> off of my chest here so I can try to get the best sound quality that I can. And it's definitely not. And, uh, you know, in the last week, I listened to a little bit of uh, the podcast and it wasn't that great. I hope this week is a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I can't wait to get back and, 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 and hang out with you guys in person and record these because, um, you know, I get all my all of my uh, sort of cues from Ben's facial expressions <laughs> whenever we're talking. It, and it's not always it's not easy. To, I can see the reflection in his glasses, but, you know, pretty much all I can see right now. Uh, but I can't wait to do this in person once again. Yes, I agree. And thank you, everybody out there. You know, stay safe you know, be close to your loved ones and, you know, do everything you can. As Sonia mentioned, stay in and stay away from other people so that we can eventually get back to being in touch with other people. Uh, so yes. we'll see you next week.